0: everybody, it's the start of the second half of Game of Thrones Season 6. More and more good stuff. Of course, last week's, or this most recent week's episode, yesterday's episode, as it were, probably couldn't measure up in terms of emotional impact and epicness, in terms matched up to Hold the Door, or the Door rather, but Blood of My Blood was still a very, very strong episode. Kind of a combination of resolution and setup. More. There were some things that were resolved that set up new things, and some things that were straight resolution, and some things that were straight set up. But just a lot more set up for epic things coming in the second half of the season. Quite a few plot lines not present in this episode. We'll touch on that briefly. And before we get started, well, I should explain my cool hat that I'm wearing. Ashea and I went to Balticon this weekend, and we had a blast. We actually got to watch the episode with a group of about 300 people we had fun singing the theme song with the group there were half half the audience was singing da, 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 and the other people singing. it was really fun. It's like Game of Thrones theme song karaoke good times and of course there were lots of fun reactions during the episode itself. yeah, just a great time all, all overall we also and there's the reason for the hat George I, I know a lot of you read the books even though this is a show only review and George R. R. Martin read a chapter. At Balticon that he had never, ever read before anywhere else, so that was true. A chapter from the book
1: that's yet to be released.
0: Yes, a chapter from the upcoming Winds of Winter, and without spoiling too much about what that chapter had to deal with, it has to deal with this hat I'm wearing. This sigil, this kraken on my hat, has something to do with that chapter. So, we will be reporting in more detail on that in a separate episode. Just wanted to clue you guys in on that, give you the heads up. And we'll also be reporting on some other things that happened at Balticon because we did some panels. and had a great time all around, and there's definitely some things that I think y'all would want to hear. Is that Pittsburgh Steelers show up
1: in the Iron Islands? Is, <laughs> is that what it is? That's like, right. Black I'm and spoiling. yellow, black I'm I'm and
0: spoiling. gold, the Steelers, and the Krakens. Ooh, a mighty marriage. So, this episode is interesting. It's kind of, as I said, it's kicking off the second half, and as it were... They changed the pattern just a little bit every episode to this point the season started at the Wall. This one, well, it started north of the Wall, not too, too far away. Probably the next closest plot line basically picked up right where we left off. Seems like a good place to start. I know a lot of you guys will want to unpack those visions. We got you covered. We freeze-framed those, and we've got a lot to say about that. But Let's talk about the first part of the scene, the reveal Uh, Benjen. What did you think of that?
1: Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. I thought, uh, one, I, I felt, I felt kind of good about my analysis that Bran was still stuck in a vision at that moment. Uh, yeah, he sure was. Uh, and two, that it made a lot of sense that they would bring Vengeance Stark. Uh, I, I started thinking more and more about what you had pointed out about, like, I, I remember being in that moment, you know, with the enemy at the gate. The Ravens like, oh, you're not ready. Let me show you this vision. And they we're like in the courtyard. Good luck training with Aaron, Ned. You know, like, <laughs> This is
2: what we're seeing?
1: Like, but I think they didn't, it just didn't finish showing. There was and, more to and, go, yeah. Right, and part of it might have been Bidgen saying, Dad, when I grow up, I want to join the wall. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it was, uh, but it it occurred to me, you know, once the years started turning, that there aren't many loose ends that don't come back into play. Does that make sense? That yeah. They brought this up multiple times with no resolution, and they, they reference it. They keep, you know, it's not like every episode, but through the seasons it does come up every now and then. And uh, it made sense to me that it hasn't. It, it would be so easy for them to be like, "Yep, that's Benjamin's body. Yep, that's him. I guess he's dead. We should burn it now." But never getting any clarification, I feel like was done for a reason. And here we go. Here's the reason. Yeah. You know.
0: It was kind of a nice scene. Certainly, we expected from the trailers there was a there was a reveal that someone was going to save them, and we had we had were we were confident it was Benjamin just simply because. Who else could it be? This is a perfect time to bring him back into the fold to explain what happened to him. So there's a bit of, um, sadness with it because he is dead. I mean, he's not, he wasn't raised. He's dead. He's alive. He's dead some sort of different sort of magic than the kind that would bring back, say, Barak, Dondarian, yeah. but, or Jon Snow, but, Different and a little darker. You could see like his face was a little bit decomposed. He, he yeah. definitely had some death ar- uh, around him, and you know, in no uncertain terms, he told us stabbed through the belly by another's ice sword, stabbed to the heart
1: by a children's obsidian blade. Yeah, I mean, that's like, he's definitely not just <laughs> in tip-top health. Uh, <laughs> it is a bit odd that the, the how
0: multifaceted the Dragon Glass is here. It, can help. Surely it's not just stick a obsidian blade in someone's chest and they turn into a white walker. Surely it's not that simple. But in this case, perhaps it is that simple in terms of stopping the spread of the magic in a, in a body.
1: Uh, maybe it's uh, not the blade itself, the, the children's power. You know, some... Yeah, their desire behind the act. And he was tied to a weirwood.
0: There was, you know, there's. Yeah. They were whispering. Maybe there was some sort of chanting. The mat. Who knows what else was going on? They couldn't necessarily show everything that happened. Yeah. It's just a vision. It's not. Uh,
1: well, even with vision, there may have been some sort of ritual around what they did to yeah. bring him back, or whatever. I don't sure. know what phrase you use to describe his state.
0: But. Yeah, that's a good point. They the main device was a shard of dragon glass in his heart, but that doesn't mean that was all. It was like stick it in there and that's it. You know, yeah. that, there may have been a little more to it, but that's the basic important.
2: Uh, A key ingredient.
0: Yeah. And it's also interesting how much he knows. He knows a lot. He knows a lot
2: about what's going on with Bran. He's like,
0: You're the new three eyed raven. You know, he's basically telling him what's up. He's like, Well, you're going to have to learn to use your powers. The Night's King is coming. And one way or another, he's going to find his way into the realms of men. And you need to be ready for that. So that brings up several questions. And it's interesting to see that he was kept in the loop on these things that the Three-Eyed Raven was sharing with him, and surely they were communicating some way, some sort of tele- tele- uh, telepathic connection, something like that.
1: He might have just been talking to the Children of the Forest. That's he, true, communicating yeah. through
0: them, they're sending messages back and oh, the There may that.
1: or may not still be more of them out there. One thing is you got to wonder where has Bender been all this time. Or, or He wasn't dead, he's in a quasi-state. Was he just like, was he like, uh, you know, the others in the Knights' King? Just standing, standing there. Standing there. <laughs> waiting like, for a mission. Hanging out by the tree. Like, <laughs> like it's kind of It seems like he would have had a couple <laughs> missions by now. It's not like the first time Bran's been in danger or could have used help, you know. Yeah, so. you wonder
0: what he's been doing. Maybe there'll be some explanation. Maybe yeah. not, but... Um,
2: but
1: maybe he's been on other missions. Maybe he was far away. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he's been building up his strength this moment. Maybe he knew he needed to be here at this time and didn't know anything else or et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, I can imagine we may or may not get some of those details, but... It's it's enough for the moment for us to accept it and be excited about this resolution or this mystery and uh,
0: resolution slash resurrection. Yeah. Uh, the resurrection would have happened a while ago, but we're just now learning about it. Yeah. And I can understand why I say it, three hours didn't tell Bran about it ahead of time. That would be distracting. He's got yeah he's got important things he has to do. All things in good time. Letting him know about his uncle, that would be distracting. So good circumstances really a shout out to mira there for being super brave willing to basically die to protect bran she was covering her him with her body near the end there and bran seemed to have a little heightened awareness he woke up and he immediately knew they were right there he knew that the yeah. lights were, were were coming he knew that they were mm-hmm. their presence was near and yeah you wonder how this progression is going to go for him without a teacher a cult you know, maybe knows a few things but he's not going to be a substitute teacher in that regard. He's more of a general advice, like this is what's important, this is what isn't, but you're going to have to figure this out yourself. And I have an interesting question here that I don't know how to answer. I'm curious about what you think. Can Benjen cross the wall?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, that is an interesting <laughs> question. I,
0: yeah, I don't expect you to be able to answer it either. Like,
1: it's just a good one to I don't to know if there's necessarily a reason that the White Walkers can or can't cross the wall, and I don't know, or the children or whoever, so I don't know. Uh, my default answer is yes, anyone can cross the wall. That, that's like my mm-hmm. default expectation. Yeah, why not? Uh, he might not be able to scale the wall, but like, I don't. And, and now here I say, why not? What reason could there? Well, there is a possible reason. We know that some entities, for some reason, couldn't enter that cave, right? right? We, we saw, saw some of them try. and sort of they characters come in and yeah. just like, disintegrate, <laughs> right? So, yeah. uh, if that means that no magical entity can come through, no undead entity, no evil entity, you know. It's very unclear. Uh, and which of those does Benjamin fall under? Magical, undead, evil? I assume he's not evil, but uh, That's maybe cool. this is all a ploy. Maybe he is one of the, <laughs> I mean, this is kind of crazy, but maybe like, cause I have heard people speculate that they let Bran go on purpose, right? So that they could follow him through because the, the wall's enchanted, but the mark will let him, da da da. And, so you can at least imagine a potential that maybe uh, vengeance here to like guide Bran to the wall, yeah, knowing maybe. that the White Walkers are following. I don't think it's some kind of yeah, sinister it seems trick unlikely like
0: that, but, it's, but, it's but it's uh, worth mentioning. Yeah. yeah. Now, because of my own travel this weekend, I, I as I said, I was well, I watched the episode at Balticon, and then we flew home at six in the morning. I didn't sleep much. I'm feeling good because Game of Thrones. Well, let's be honest my twin pillars of awakeness, we're talk about the twin <laughs> pillars of the kingdom later, are caffeine and game of thrones, and i got both of them in full effect here, so despite my lack of sleep, i'm feeling great, but there's one thing that i do have to apologize for. a lot of people written wrote in with questions re- responding to last night's episode and some during the week. i haven't been able to bring as many of those in to this episode and and include them. But I do have a few thoughts, and in that that one of what you reminded me of, one of them, I believe it was a a listener named Omar wrote in and pointed out a nice bit with regards to the barrier at the cave and how it might relate to the wall slightly. Remember the kind of maybe it seemed out of place, but when the cave scene started, the Night King kind of did a ground pound Mm -hmm. and broke some ice, and we were kind of like, was that just showing off, like trying to make it be a little more epic? I didn't really understand the point of that. But the listener suggested that it was he was testing the 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 ward on the cave to see if his magic Uh, could get inside, whether it would, and it did. It it caused a small like you know some of the rocks fell from the ceiling inside, and you could so it could see
1: the 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 crack in the ground went up through to the edge of the entrance or whatever. Yeah, so So I think
0: that's a great explanation. I think that I think you nailed it there. I think think I'm sorry if your name isn't Omar. I'm doing that by memory, but good job. If you or someone else caught that, that's really good. I think that's I think that definitely explains it. So you wonder if um this will come up at some point if they try to get past the wall. Maybe they do something to undermine the wall's power, and they need to test it similarly like that, or maybe it's not holding down. <laughs> Put his
1: hand down again like that. Yeah.
0: So let's talk about the visions. These are huge. We freeze framed these and took a close look at them, and. It's very interesting. It's mostly stuff from the past. Mostly stuff from the past. Some of it's from 20, some about 20, well, more like maybe 17 years in the past. A lot of it more the recent past. Bran sees his brother, Rob, his mother, and his father. He sees all their, ex- their executions and murders, as it were. And he also sees Jamie Lannister kill the Mad King. And he sees the Mad King yelling, burn them all. And this burn-them-all is shown over two different important scenes. The burn-them-all is applied both to a shot of King's Landing with a dragon shadow above that we've been seeing since season two when Daenerys was at the House of the Undying, an older shot. And that's combined with shots of whites and white walkers. It's like, is he saying burn all the zombies? Well, we know that would work. The whites are very vulnerable to flames, so I can see how that's applying... But surely the Mad King wasn't think, saying those things. He wasn't talking about the White Walkers or, or any, any Whites. And they weren't around in his reign, as far as we know. And well, so the, there's shots of the Night King. There's shots of other White Walkers. There's shots from Hardhome. There's shots from Season 2 with what Sam saw when the White Walkers were marching north of the Wall right before he was saved by Mormont and other rangers. And there's shots of all the ravens going through the wood when Sam was escaping with Gilly. Lots of older scenes of white walkers and whites and interspersed with scenes of Stark history and the Mad King. And then two, the most, I think the most interesting tidbits there are there's one shot of the pyromancers. Pouring wildfire from one container to another, where the other pyromancers standing nearby with a torch, which is that doesn't it, seem very I smart. Just,
2: yeah, they should have
1: lanterns or something. You know, something. It's like,
0: it's like holding the torch Like, come on, guys, that is dangerous. Now, the like, mad even king, if it wasn't wildfire, mad wildfire, Even if
1: it was just books or pottery or something, it still seems like this is flaming open. Should be torches. a lantern. Yeah. yeah. But anyway,
0: that's a nitpick, and. The interesting thing is, what is this wildfire, what is he talking about? We know that the Mad King wanted to blow up King's Landing. He was like, well, if I'm going to, you know, if my regime is falling, then I'm going to take out King's Landing. We know that was one of the re- the main reason that Jamie killed him. And then Jamie went and killed some of the pyromancers. And so there's a theory that there's still some wildfire in King's Landing that no one ever found. That is down there somewhere. And what we see in one of the visions is the wild, this this chamber where there's wildfire is stored. And there's just an explosion of wildfire, green fire, and it's heading towards the other stored wildfire, which sounds like it's potentially this great catastrophe of wildfire. And this could be, it's either, so I, like I said, I think there's two ways, two main ways to interpret this. Perhaps both are relevant. By the way, this is why I'm wearing an Iron Throne shirt today. All these shots of the Iron Throne, both the Tom and the Mad King, and even Jamie sitting on it right after it kills the Mad King. Confirm that Jamie stabbed the Mad King in the back, by the way. (laughs) We see that with our own eyes. Uh, But anyway, back to the, to the wildfire. So the, there's potentially the wildfire is being, Brad is hearing that this is how he should deal with, you know, this would be a great way to deal with the whites and the white walkers would be wildfire. Uh, but it also could mean that there's some potential catastrophe happening at King's Landing with undiscovered, long hidden wildfire being ignited by Perhaps one of Danny's dragons. We're seeing the dragon over King's Landing, and we know that she's headed there. You know, at the end of the episode, she's got this. All right, we're on our. We're you know, I got the Khalasar. I got this big army. I got my dragon back. We're going to Westeros once we get you know our thousand ships, which uh, we'll we talk about that a little more later too. But yeah, so is that what we're heading towards? What do you, what do you think about all that? It's a lot to digest, a lot to think about. But go
1: ahead and give me your thoughts on. That. Well, one thing to think about is, you know kind of more generally, is is the past set in the first place, or the future, you know what I mean? Like, are these visions that Bran is having, um, most of it seems to be the past, and we'll assume that that's set. But some of it might be hints of the future, right? Like, right. maybe the dragon flying over King's Landing, maybe that's a vision from 250 years ago, right? Like, that's Fossible. a possibility. But it doesn't seem like that's the random yeah, how that It's, it's kind of out of context, yeah, yeah. you know, right? So it's probably it's probably one of Danny's dragons. It's also possible that the wildfire exploding is something like an accident that happened in the past. They, yeah. They learned a lesson from. Uh, but once again, we haven't heard anything about that anywhere else, and how is that the thing that you want to show brand relevant? So And that
0: would be odd if it was... I mean, it's already slightly odd, but if that, if the wildfire thing happened in the past, that would mean the dragon over King's Landing is the only vision in all of that that's from the future. Right. Or,
1: which would maybe... Unless that's also from the past. Unless it's also but, from the past, yeah. that would be particularly odd. Are, yeah. Uh, so, we'll just assume that it's from the future, and I guess assume that the future's set, I guess, right? Uh, and so, it again makes you wonder, you know, if this... What the effects of that catastrophe will be will be connected to the dragon, like maybe next episode, King's Landing is going up in flames, Tom is gonna die, the <laughs> Pharaoh dies, or you know the Lannisters flee back to King's Landing, you know, but maybe it's a result of the dragon coming, and then as he sets things ablaze, some storage of wildfire also gets set on fire and erupts a greater fire than even the dragons <laughs> were causing. We know um, about
0: wildfires, that stuff you can't there's there's no substance that can make wildfire stop except maybe sand in large amounts. And if, if it could, if it breaks out in King's Landing, there's no sand delivery system that can yeah. handle that, you know? <laughs> so it could really, really get out of control. I mean, we could see, we could actually see King's Landing entirely destroyed. That would be wow, right? And remember, one of the other things, since we're linking some of these, some of these visions came from, or not came from, but were also seen by Danny in the House of the Undying vision. Right. One of the things she saw that Bran doesn't see is the Iron Throne with snowfall. Coming yeah. over, which could which be like there's
1: not a roof covering it, so maybe it would all burned down.
0: It's symbolic of the White Walkers, you know, invading the kingdom yeah. or just dominating the kingdom, or yeah, or the or King's Landing and the Iron Throne being destroyed.
1: And yeah, Danny's visions seemed like they maybe were more symbolic imagery, whereas brands are like moments, actual of
0: what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah like literally
2: uh, things that happened. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> Some other okay, so the other really important tidbit there was we see who I refer to as Mid-Ned. We have Young Ned, which is the one in the 12-year-old, roughly 12-year-old Ned who we see in some of the visions. Then we have Mid-Ned, Ned, Ned, Mid-Ned, the one who fought at the Tower of Joy. And then we have Adult Ned, Sean Bean, etc. We see, I don't believe we see Young Ned in this vision. We certainly see him in the vision that got interrupted in Hold the Door. But I don't think we see him in this episode. But we do see Mid-Ned, and we see, where's my sister? It's pretty much the only line other than burn them all. And we see a shot that she would not catch this without freeze framing. It's way too fast. Yeah. And it's just a shot of what appears to be mid Ned's arm. We do not know for sure. The the clue is that it's a he's got a leather van brace, which Ned was certainly wearing leather with metal plates on him. He even blocked one of Arthur's blows with his forearm at one point. And it appears to be. Uh, that's like, well. I don't know if it appears to me. That's just our best guess. It appears to his hand comes away bloody. It's not coming from him though. It looks like the hand he's touched like there's something. A, a
1: body underneath the hand, you know, like a torso and an arm. Yeah, there's like a, a second hand in the background. Kind of moving, yeah. yeah.
0: And so the best thought we have is that's Liana, dying, probably in childbirth. And you know we're gonna get this. This was a bit of a this was a bit of a, a sneak because we we found out in advance that Mid Ned would be in this episode, so we thought maybe we would see some a new vision, but no, it's, it's just a repeat of, the, of a previous scene yeah. from
1: episode three. There were new there was new imagery. Yes, there? there
0: was just not, not him. In, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was awesome, by the way. So unexpected, just burned them all. That was like oh, because like I remember I pointed out that we were watching this in a big group of three hundred some people. Man, did people just there was a very audible reaction and just the bunch of people sat up. It was great seeing experiencing that in a large group because it was just really unexpected and really cool. And uh nice I guess nice actor they picked for Mad King an interesting role there. you oh we have one line for you. You're gonna yell burn them all twice. So far. So far. Maybe um. we'll see more of him. And Jamie killing him and it, but it's still again, I wonder what is, what is that related to? I mean, we know the story of Jamie killing the Mad King. We know the story of the pyromancers. Why is Bran seeing it though? What is it? How is it? Is it just something he's seeing? Is it just something that they need to show to us viewers? Like to set us up for something else and Bran's the only way that we're going to get this story? Yeah. Or is it something relevant to Bran and his arc? Because if King's Landing is ignited by wildfire, I just don't like Bran will be indirectly impacted by
2: that.
1: Keep in mind, also, Bran even said himself, "He's, you know, like I can't control this. I'm having these visions, but Very true. who's to say he's having the right visions at the right moments in the right order or whatever?" Yeah,
0: Benji uh, tells him, "You better learn to control it."
1: <laughs> okay, I'll do that right quick. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> first give me some rabbit blood yeah <laughs> by the way,
0: nice little touch there with Sam talking about what he hunts north of the wall yeah and then rabbits, we see it, and then yeah. they, we see it. If you don't hunt you don't eat <laughs> uh, or drink and I don't, I don't think there's any significance to the fact that he's drinking the blood there I think that's just nourishment so yeah that's sure, yeah. like some part of his you know activating his pet abilities but I think that's just that's just nourishment I mean blood has nutrients it's when gross, you're starving or your
1: freezing you're not letting any calories go to waste any nutrients yeah hard to catch plus it'll make a man of you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you'd kill some wildlings. <laughs> don't uh,
0: don't become a crippled green seer, <laughs> <laughs> Tarly. What would Tarly think of Bran as his son? Who knows? Okay, so there's really again, this is one of the small problems with doing a review so quickly after the episode. Is I'm sure we're going to come up with more ideas for what these visions mean later. But for now, the takeaways being that most of them are in the past. Most of them have to do either with Brand seeing his own family die or shots of the Mad King and Jamie and the wildfire and then the White Walkers. Those are the three main things, but mostly, you know, with also a little Tower of Joy thrown in there. It was really an info dump and they don't, you know, they can't expect the average viewer to, to see most of what was going on in those visions. It's is
1: so yeah. fast. Much I less, mean, uh, understand it. So yeah. Like, like, I wonder how, if the average viewer, if they even know who Aries, someone said, well, when King Aries thought it out, they were like, "Wait, Ares? Who's that? Which one's that?" He's like, "He's the Mad King from yeah. the Yeah, uh, I think yeah, you're right. A few people are like, "Okay," that. you know, yeah. like, uh, so you know, I think you and I and probably most people watching this podcast are pretty familiar with that character. But someone who's not like taking notes and watching podcasts every week may or may not even remember who they Ares mean, is. Yeah, they mean, and when look they see this, like literally half a second flash of this image, we instantly know who that is and what's going on. But yeah. other people. Even if they did remember who Ares was, might not make the connection of who that was. Yeah, you might like,
2: "Oh, um, the Mad
0: King, of course, that's who that is." Yeah, you might get some some people saying something like that, having that re- reaction or that revelation. But yeah, it's just a really great. I was I yeah. loved it. I mean, it, there was there was it was also interesting how much they're, I don't want to call them repetitive, but they repeated. There were several things that were repeated in the
2: visions. You see, right.
1: several of the scenes happen multiple times. Once again, when they literally last a tenth of a second, like our eyes are good enough to absorb that image. But four more come within two more seconds. Our brains aren't good enough to process that all information. Yeah. But when you show certain images, repeat two or three times over ten seconds.
2: Yeah. Or you see it again, you
1: see it again, your brain starts to process. Oh, that's Mad King Aries. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a dragon flying over King's Landing. Didn't Danny see that same thing, you know? Yep. But when you rewind it and pause it and rewind and pause and rewind and pause and like look at every little detail...
0: I mean, uh, Carsey was in there. You saw a shot of Carsey for a second, the Wildling woman that that kind of gave her life. Um, she gave up when the, when the children whites came at her. Yeah, she had that very strong role in only one scene. Mastodon,
1: Mastodon sh- was Mastodon was in
0: Mastodon there. too. <laughs> so you can see Mastodon in that vision as well, raising up. Uh, yeah, you could see Bronde Day- or not Daylor, but Brent Hines standing near Night King. And that was that was great. So really fun and really exciting for what that continues to set up, but. More, yeah, I just more, more needed. It. We need more. Yeah, yeah, we need more. I want a
1: whole episode of <laughs> brand
0: visions. <laughs> <coughs> that would be wonderful. And of course, part of the theme of this episode, of course, the episode's called "Blood of My Blood," Benjamin and brand, mm-hmm. same blood coming together. Of course, Benjamin's blood's a little altered now, in a sense, I guess. Uh, kind of nice touch the way they did his his look. He's just a little bit. Dead
2: looking. Yeah. Just
1: a little bit. It was kind of dark and hazy, you know, he's a mask for a lot of it, but uh, it did look like his face was altered and decayed or makeup or something, you know.
0: I wonder if anyone else had the same reaction I did. I was fully expecting Benjamin, but when he first spoke, it did not sound like Benjamin to me at all, and I was like, wait, that is not the right voice, that is not his, that's not that actor's voice, I'm sure, but I'm very good with voices, I was, you know, music I have a music degree. And it just did not sound like him. So I was like, what's going on? I really thought this was Gengen. And I don't know if they were playing with us or maybe it was just a trick of, you know, maybe I'm just fooling myself. But it, once he took the mask off, and you sure, you can say, well, he he was muffled. But I don't think it was the muffled. The accent sounded different to me. And I've watched the episode a few times now and it, it's hard to tell once, you know, I have now I've decided. Yeah. So it's kind of like, am I just hearing what I want to hear now? But so I'm curious if anyone else out there felt like the voice was, was they were tricking us a little, trying to delay the reveal and, and kind of keep it a little sneaky there. I'm not sure. But that it kind of felt that way to me. But either way, it's, it's a minor point. It doesn't really matter, but it, it's a point of curiosity for me. So I guess that's about it for this, for now. We definitely, like said, we need more. We need more. Yeah. we are got to see what's going to happen. And as usual, we will be discussing the trailers for next episode and preseason trailers that may or may not have become relevant to this point. So that again will be after the credits. So if you want more we may have more to talk about with regards to Bran by the end of this episode. So stay tuned for that. Or if you don't want to be spoiled, well, just stay tuned until then. Horn Hill. That was really cool. The the the, the setting is another sh- another location in Spain where a lot of these great castles are same spot as the Tower of Joy. And not same spot, but also Spain is what I mean. Really cool looking castle. Nice conversation that they're having coming up. It's kind of setting this up for you. Can kind of tell that Sam's real anxious and Billy is as well. You know, you didn't tell you didn't tell him I'm a wildling, all that. And so I, you had a lot of thoughts in the scene. I'll let you take this away.
1: Yeah, I particularly liked this segment. Um, Acting was
0: great. In this segment, yeah,
1: right? yeah, yeah. One, uh, help me out. What was Randall? Randall, Charlie's father. What was his Dickon?
0: Father? Is the brother. Brother. And. I think it's Tala or Talia. Is Tala is the do, is the sister? Uh, we'll we'll get well, you that in a second. Just you can go ahead and and I'll I'll, I'll find that while you're talking.
1: I appreciate you know sort of the setup and uh, you're kind of like relating to Sam. You're understanding why he doesn't uh, want to say Melissa. Melissa and is the, the mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Melissa and Tala Talia. Melissa Tala? and Tala. Tala. All right. And, and uh, you know Sam has kind of set up Billy and and the audience to know that the father's kind of a jerk but the mother's nice you know yeah and we see sad. all that kinda, we see yeah we see that play out <laughs> and we see there's a little bit of tension that you kind of you know when when sam asks oh, where is father you know, you know, <laughs> yeah like, you can
0: tell he's like looking he's, he looks over his shoulder yeah, and he's really like out on a hunt and, like, the, the fact
1: that he's out on a hunt it's kind of telling he doesn't care enough to be there for his mm-hmm. son coming home and and that's how uh, he threatened to
0: kill him was like on a hunt he's
1: like, yeah oh, we're going go hunt yeah. and that, so it's like mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: it kind of reminds him of
1: what he's not.
0: So, like he's not a yeah. hunter type himself, yeah. and it's, it's it's a good setup.
1: But you know, obviously there's tension and it's awkward at this dinner, and and the, I think they did a good job of setting the tone and casting the the characters and everything. And I I think it's noteworthy how similar uh, Randall is to Tywin and Stannis and some of these other stern traditional yes. patriarchs, very yeah. judgmental, very yeah.
0: this is how it should be, very
1: this is and you uh, know. And I think one thing, uh, there's so many things I think about this and appreciate when Sam makes this decision. He comes back in a room and says, let's just go. He's like, look, gotta get the dresser. She won't worry. Come on. He (laughs) takes the sword. Like, you can't take the sword. It's my family's sword, not my dad's sword. And I'm like, whoa, this is kind of a big play Sam's making. And as I was thinking about it, this is some, some thoughts, some takeaways I had. First of all, I don't think they're going to Old Town. He says, we need to be together. That's sort of like the onus of this and his explanation to, to Gilly. Yeah. And you know, we know that he can't. Women can't go to Old Town. So I think they're going back to the wall, which is going to be disappointing to people who are excited to see Old Town. Not that I didn't want to see Old Town, but I haven't read this in a book, so I don't have this expectation where I think a lot of book readers were excited to see Old Town. I'm afraid it's not going to happen now.
2: <laughs> but, uh,
1: but it, the thing is, it's, Sam is kind of seeing, kind of knows how this is going to go. Does that make sense? Like, sure, his, due to pressure from his mother, his father's going to let Gilly. And the baby stay. But they're not gonna have a good life. They're gonna they're not gonna be accepted. They're not gonna be treated well. It's gonna be a strain on his mother. You know what I mean? Um I I think he kinda knows he's kinda like leaving behind this mess. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Additionally, he knows this sword is valuable on the wall. He knows, hey, they need to be able to smash zombies with Valerian Steel. Like this is it's just on the fire mantle right now. This sword <laughs> has a purpose, and I'm going to take it. And uh additionally, you got to assume... Some of this, I wonder how much Sam actively plotted this, or if it's like a whim It'll, of a decision, yeah, or how personal moment. it was. But in the long run, think about what will happen. Randall's not going to be like, oh, well, I guess he'll have to tuck the sword. No, he's going to be like, what the hell? Let's go get him. You know what I mean? Yeah, me? and if didn't sword, he had not the sword, he probably would just let right. him go. Uh, he took the sword. And so when he he's... Let's say, assume he knows where he's going, he's able to track him, he's going to get to the wall. And at the wall, let me come back to that. When Sam gets back to the wall, he's among friends, he's accepted, he has a purpose, he has a role, he has respect. Other uh, people will
0: vouch for the White Walker store.
1: Right. So when Randall gets there, you can see why Sam would want to go there, but additionally, when his father gets there, his father will see him accepted well, among men.
0: By the way, consider that it won't be his father. It'll be his brother, potentially. His father may send his brother he send his the brother after him. It's possible. Okay. It could be both of them. could be both of them. But, you
1: know, especially if they don't know where he's gone, they may both... One go different. one way, one go another. Right. I was assuming it would be Randall. Maybe not. And it might be more impactful if it's Randall, but either way... They will get there and see Sam in his own. They made a
0: big deal about how Dickon is a really talented hunter, and that's kind of like okay. both hunting Sam. Yeah, yeah. You know. I don't know. if That's just reading into
2: it too much, but I, I um, also
0: it's just kind of normal for the father to send the son out on the important jobs like that. Yeah, so you're going to be the Lord give him day, some agency, gotta, give him a chance yeah. to prove
2: himself or whatever. Right.
0: It, it could it could easily go either way, and like I said, it could be both of them. It could be both of them going different directions. It, it has a lot to do with what the sh- which which character the showrunners want to have more screen time with. Yeah. Et cetera. So, um, which is, at this point, I have no idea.
2: (laughs) Either
1: way, once they get there, Sam will garner some respect in their eyes. And it may be a little quicker for him to get it from his brother because his dad's maybe too set. Uh, But it would be hard to deny. But even if he wanted to try to deny it and couldn't accept it right away, there would just be too many people saying, no, yeah, there's really White Walkers. You know what I mean? And he might recognize that as a threat, never mind his son and his sword and his bitterness. He might recognize, oh, this is a legit threat to the realm, and when you have this great lord going back and say, hey, we need men at the wall, it might get paid more attention to Mm. than the ravens sent by the wall, they're always trying to get more men, you know, you might have a a legitimate call to arms, you know. Yeah. Not that there will be any arms to come if (laughs) if (laughs) the land is in flames and the river runs uh, locked in war with the, armies are already diminished, you know, they're, they're really like they really need Danny to come save them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and so I have some thoughts on that, but we'll, we'll talk about that when we talk about Danny. Uh, as Dario alluded to, I'll just give a little tease here. Dario alluded to, like, you're not a ruler, you're a conqueror.
2: Yeah. You know, and it's like, like what are you going to do after
0: you win? What are you going to do yeah. after you win? He asked, posed that question, but that's, we'll get to that later. That's a great, I think that's a great question though. Um, so, one, a couple of cool thoughts. I think that, I like your idea that maybe he goes back to the wall. I think maybe he goes to Old Town. Maybe he goes there just for a little while. But you're right. There's, there's certainly problems with him trying to stay in Old Town for very long. And with this sword. Yeah. You you know, I have a few thoughts that based on some things we've seen from the trailer, so I'll save that for the end. But I want to say the idea of that sword going north has given me some cool ideas. Obviously, Sam's not wielding it himself. Like, he could barely lift it. Doesn't seem like he's gonna. <laughs> he was try. like you know, struggling to can carry practice it. Practice on the road. I guess <laughs> it just doesn't seem likely, but I it doesn't seem wouldn't I would just it's picture it in the hands of like one one the giant Yeah. instead just, or,
2: just waving or, it around destroying
0: yeah, yeah Ed or Tormund or something like that. Brian Brienne can dual wield. Brienne dual wielding <laughs> Valyrian steel. Oh my goodness! <laughs> has anyone Move in over, Arthur Dane? He's like fighting with two swords. Is pretty cool. But has fighting with two in, Valyrian steel swords. Has anyone in history ever done that? Not that we've heard of, not in book canon that we've ever heard. Maybe the, who knows if the show could do what they want. But that's that. Yeah, I've never heard of such a thing. <laughs> so that would be that would be pretty cool. And, and that's another thing I, I don't want to. Bring up book cannon too much, but in the in the books that sword is is a great sword. It's a two handed sword. There's another even like Sam. Sam wouldn't be able uh, to uh, probably uh, not wielding that. But that isn't clear. It could be a bad. It definitely had a large hilt, so it's at least a bastard sword. It's, I don't think it's a long sword, but we'll see. Uh, it may not become terribly relevant, but we'll find out. I'm sure we haven't seen the last of Heartsbane. By the way, Heartsbane kind of a cool name. In when. Cons- compared to obsidian being driven in the heart, etc., as an important thing like that. I don't think it relates. I mean, that, the sword has that name from the, in the book as well. By the way, nice little history tidbit there. I mean, of course, I love the history tidbits. He mentions that the sword's been in their family for 500 years. Mormont says the same thing. Gior Mormont, Lord Commander Mormont, not Jorah, about how long Longclaw was in his family. Also 500 years. And that's because that's when... About 500 years ago, which is, the Doom was 400 years ago, and 500 years ago, some Valyrian traders settled Dragonstone, and started, and that's when Valyrian steel started, very small amounts of Valyrian steel started trickling into Seven Kingdoms. A little bit maybe came before that, but most of it was in that era, and then the Doom came, and then the Um, trickle stopped, (laughs) because it wasn't made anymore. No more Valyrian steel. So, that's why these swords are so precious and valuable. They're incredibly rare. They're not able, no one can make them anymore. This is one of the reasons Tarly is so proud of it to see how important it is. Okay. Do you have any more thoughts on, on Horn Hill? Not that I yeah. It was a really good scene. Some really, really good acting. Great all around. Not, I got to pat myself on the back slightly. I predicted that there would be more to this scene than just. Sam dropping off Gilly and the baby and going to Old Town.
1: I just yeah, didn't yeah. think,
0: because the way they just they just are economical with the, with their scenes, they can't afford to just have these...
1: To introduce Sam's family and then go to Old
0: Town. Yeah. Why are they going to bother with Old they Town? They just yeah. wouldn't even bother, yeah. So there had to be more to it. I didn't predict this. I did not even consider stealing bane, mm-hmm. but I at least, we at least knew there would be more to it. And sure enough, there was considerably more to it, and we'll have to see where it goes. Sam and Gilly, it's only their second appearance of the season. We saw them on the ship, and then we saw the, in the trailer that they would be in this next episode, and here they are. What will happen next? I guess they'll have a bigger role in the second half of the season than the first half, now that they're, you know, doing something. <laughs> Besides yeah, yeah. sitting on a ship. Let's go north a bit to the Riverlands and see the return of the Freys. The return of Walder. Yeah. He's dressing down younger Freys for losing River Run. They're t- complaining to their father and how we can't take it back. They, you know, there's a lot in this, in this, between in this dialogue here that's really important. First, they talk about how the Riverlands is basically in revolt. The Malisters, the Blackwoods, and the Brotherhood without Banners are all active and fighting against the phrase, And of course, River Run has gone back to the Tullys, which is huge. So a lot has been happening in the Riverlands since, you know. Every, since we've been dealing with all these other kingdoms <laughs> where more, you know, other important things are. Like, the North has taken up so much of the season, not just the Wall, but, you know, more of the campaigns and beyond the Wall. And then there's been a lot of King's Landing and a lot of Daenerys. There hasn't been a lot of time for
1: anything. So it's it's
0: cool to get back to the Riverlands. at it last. It's been a really long time. We really haven't seen them
2: since yeah, this, the Red like, Wedding, basically.
1: This season, in general, I've been excited. Uh, we haven't seen the Blackfish yet, but I feel like it's
2: just <laughs> kind of leading to it clearly, mm-hmm. right?
1: and we have seen Walter Frey, and we did see Benjamin Stark. Like, lots of these names I keep writing down in my notes. And like, what happened to those? It's mm-hmm. been like three seasons. Do I still write their name down? I don't well, know. Then like, there they are! Balon Greyjoy came yeah. back finally. Edmure. Still room for Gendry. Still room, still room for still room Gendry. For
0: Gendry. <laughs> Gendry, we are waiting for your glorious return. Please come back to us with your
1: strong rower's arms. Now, I'm still suspicious with all this. Like, there, there might be, you know, uh, disorder. You know, the Freys or the Lannisters or whoever may not quite have control of Riverrun, but that's not the same thing as Riverrun providing an army that can fight off the White Walkers or the Boltons. Does yeah, I, I said
0: the same thing. I was skeptical <clears throat> that the Blackers would be able to help. It's like, he took the, the took Riverrun back, but probably they're going to try to take it back from him right away. Yeah. And we, he made the point that they can withstand a year siege.
2: Riverrun is particularly
0: mean... set up, To handle sieges because it can kind of, it can surround itself with water. So that it's basically like a river moat. So it can really hold out and it can, you know, they can even keep fishing. That's one of the things. Yeah, they can still get
2: food. Yeah, it's limited,
0: but they can supplement whatever they packed in there. It's a very, very difficult castle to besiege. In fact, it's mostly a defensive castle. It's not a castle that commands the countryside particularly strongly. It's not a big castle, but it's extremely hard to take. So that will pose problems. And that's what the the younger Phrase are talking about. It's like he can hold out for a year, what are we gonna do? And and of course, well, Walter has a plan. Edmure. Edmure threatens to do something to him, presumably. That's the idea I'm getting I mean, that's a guess. It seems very likely that they would threaten to, to kill him. And there is some there are some reveals to this plot in the trailer, so we'll discuss those at the end of the episode as well. There's definitely several scenes that indicate that this, this plot line will be continued in the next episode. I um, won't be more specific than that, but we will at least it seems like
1: we'll get some quick resolution to some of these things. That's cool. I want to point also, by the way, another moment of like the character that we're not supposed to like very much, but the performance of Walter
2: Frey is really good. Yeah,
0: he's really good. Yeah,
1: yeah. he's he's a he's pretty well known because of, he was in Harry
0: Potter, so a lot of people knew him okay. already. Obviously, Harry Potter fandom is huge. One of the more successful fantasy stories ever. So, yeah, so a lot of fans of Harry Potter are also Game of Thrones fans and, you know, a lot of people recognize him. He's a very good actor. He's good for that role, too. just really just want to hate him right away. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't give you any reason not to. As, with his young wife there, just in, like, kind of fondling her. He just roughly pulls her into his lap and she's just terrified looking. You feel real bad for her. Um, but <laughs> in the scheme of things, there's a lot worse out there. I'm treating his subordinates so poorly, too.
1: Like, it's, you know, like, Maybe like thing, maybe there's like a way, object. and maybe yeah. he has a plan, but he's still, uh, you know, these the, the soldiers or sons or whoever's important to him, he's still like mean and aggressive and I don't know, you, commanding you, and in charge, know, yeah. Ra- rather than not Shows just no commanding in charge, not just that though, he he is like mean to them. Rather than he's not calm, he's not presenting a plan, he's just calling them idiots. Yeah, know and know telling them
0: I mean? get this done. You you know, just do figure it, figure it out, you know. Yeah. But then he told he also gave, but he gave them. Uh, the yeah. ace
2: up their sleeve, Edmure
0: yeah. as a hostage, which is that obviously should help them, I would think, if they if they if they handle it well, <laughs> which they might not. They are they are frays with their hateful fray hats that we for some reason it just makes them look like bad guys. I don't know. It <laughs> makes them look like 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 henchmen of some other bad guy. To
1: me, they look like McFoyles. That's <laughs> always sunny. That's all I can ever think when I get to the brace.
0: <laughs> I wish yeah.
1: so bad that they would cast them. They would get those guys. Yeah, I get and Charlie and, and
0: oh, not Charlie, but yeah, the two McFoyle yeah. brothers and Margaret McCoil. What's the,
1: the and, do you know the actor's name? He was one. It was in a House of Cards. Remember? Yeah, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy Simpson.
0: Yeah. yeah, I can't remember the other guy's name, but he's in a ton of things too. Never seems to be in the lead role. I just right. have
1: a hard time watching those portions of the House of Cards. No uh, way! It's like you're not funny. For Margaret to come on screen. <laughs> it's was like what? what? <laughs> these characters are serious. I'm <laughs> so,
0: the funny guy. He needs to <laughs> clean his wounds out with milk. <laughs> so we can expect. So we get this is a good transition point. Well, so this is a new. This is what what I said here. This is a great example of the second half of the season starting with more setup. This whole return of the phrase into the forefront of the action, into the you know into our consciousness again, is a setup for what we're going to expect to see the second half of the season, and we can see where it's going. We know Jamie is being ordered to go there, so that's good. Unless you have more to say about the phrase and Blackfish, for now, oh, yeah. let's go there. King's Landing, where we have a lot going on at King's Landing, that tangentially relates to the Riverlands will. Back up a little bit and get to that. So we'll start with the big confrontation on the steps, which again, we didn't predict perfectly what would happen, but we were very confident. I certainly was, and I believe you agreed with me, that the high spur was up to something. He was not unprepared for this military intervention and clearly, obviously certainly was. We did not expect mm-hmm. Tommen to be the one to come out at, at all. I'll say, I'll give myself a pat on the back while also saying I totally missed something. We both thought it would be Loris. We both thought it would be Loris coming out. We even predicted maybe Loris would be converted to the to the Faith Militant and maybe even a finding fight in the mountain, which would set up Gregor versus the Loris again. Not too late for that. It's, that you're could right. still happen. Still could happen. Absolutely still could happen. Loris is still kind of in limbo there. But whew, a lot to unpack here. Let's start with let's start with Marjorie, because this is kind of where the you know, chronologically, as far as the scenes go, that's where we start with Marjorie. Actually, we may have started with Tom and talking to High Sparrow first. Yeah, actually yeah, we started with Tom yeah. and the High Sparrow first, and then it transitions to Marjorie and Tommen. And, and he could see the High Sparrow is still like sinking his claws into Tom and just doing what we've talked about since the beginning of the season. He's that's why Jamie and Jamie brought it up very indirectly. He brought it up like what where's my walk of shame? Like, why are you why are you like I did all kinds of awful things, but you're not coming after me? And at the time I said, Well, he wants to influence the people who are actually in charge. You know, yeah. he, he cares that he wants to have his power over Cersei and Tom and Marjorie. Those are the people he's focusing on. They're the rulers. You know, Jamie's not a ruler, he's important, but he's not a ruler. And we saw how he just got shoved aside like multiple yeah. times. He had all these plans and he's like, Nope, your plan is foiled. And now you're leaving King's You're you're not even Lord Commander of the King's Guard anymore. Yeah.
1: That was kind of crazy I thought. Uh, yeah.
0: Shades of Barist and Selmy, right? Taking his armor off in front of the king and, and kind of confronting him and, and not you know, not being you know, not taking the punishment, lying down and kind of complaining about it, arguing, yeah. you know, saying, I've I was Lord Commander, I've been in the King's Yards since before you were born And Tom and kind of Brown's decision is final.
1: I thought and, it was neat too the way Kevin was kind of over over his shoulder. I wonder how much of this was Tommen's decision versus Sparrow's yes. decision versus Kevin's decision. How much was Kevin involved? Yeah, Or Kevin even so- Cersei. How much is Cersei wanting
2: Jamie to...
1: Because, correct me if I'm wrong, all right? This is some... Uh, I don't know how much this might have been talked about in the show or whatever. Maybe mixing up from uh, the books. But it's like history in the books, right? Jamie was like a great warrior, even at a young age. Like, one of the best in the land, right? Yes,
2: uh, absolutely. Uh, maybe, maybe, yeah.
1: And by the time he gets to his prime and other warriors like Barrison's older and Jamie's gone from 16 to 26, Jamie's maybe the best, right? He was probably, he uh, might have
0: been the best for a little while. May, there, maybe, yeah.
1: maybe the mountain might have been so in here. Uh, Would have been a good fight. To and see given it. how close the mountain <laughs> Oberon were, maybe Oberon, right? But regardless, uh, one of the best. And it's sort of this honor to be put on the Kingsguard. Yeah. However, it's a two sided coin. Kingsguard can't marry or have kids or lands and so on and so on. And Ares appointed Jamie, mm-hmm. to King'sguard, to, in, in particular to strip Tywin of his as heir. a slight to Tywin, right? Mm-hmm. It was I want, and it was a reward for Jamie. But Jamie was too young and naive and arrogant to recognize that it was a political play, and it was maybe worse off in the course of his life. He now can't inherit Castle Rock. Now Jamie doesn't seem to care about that, right? He's multiple times he wanted yeah, an opportunity, he wanted he he to redeem
0: his honor, he wanted to serve, he, he wanted wants to stay at the be Kingsguard. a great warrior.
1: He right, he doesn't want to. I don't know if this is accurate or fair, but he doesn't want to take responsibility. like Much like Robert, I think if Robert knew what he was getting into, he might be like, ah, let someone else be king. I don't want to be king. <laughs> like, uh, uh, Just give me lots of wine
0: and someone to hit, hit with my hammer yeah. and, and a couple of I mean, tavern I mean, wenches yeah. or something. That's all Robert
1: wanted. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Jamie seems to be interested in the art of war and to love Cersei and to not be ambitious about ruling. Does that make sense? Uh, yes. But there's he's been led into it. And I and I can just imagine Cersei would rather have Jamie inherit Castle Rock and rule as a Lannister than be a one-handed guard. This is you know yeah, know yeah, you know, a kind of led, down on and, it too, you know, yeah. And uh so I, I can imagine Cersei and or Kevin coordinated behind the scenes, like we really need Jamie to go back
2: to Castle Rock. We
1: really need Jamie to to run the to to run the army. We really need Jamie to do a lot of things that aren't just hovering around in politics here, you know. Uh, we and, and I'm sure the Sparrow doesn't mind getting... Jamie's twice at least threatened the Sparrow. You know what I mean? I get, there's lots yeah. of people who want Jamie doing something different. Um, and Jamie takes this as a great insult, and a, the world may also, but it may set him up for greater things. It yeah. may set him up to really use his capabilities as a leader, uh, to, to free him up to have a legacy, and so on. So...
0: Now, a few other things about this mm-hmm. scene. I agree with what you're saying there, by the way. Funny moment with Mace's speech. That was just... <laughs> Jamie's yeah, like impatient. Like, dude, stop yelling. We're like trying to... Let's get this over. Let's get this on. He's like, come on.
1: It was... I detected Jamie having a little respect for him. I, I... It was a little of both. It was a little... Dry.
0: It was like, yeah, that was... You know, right. it's good to lead your soldiers and give them a speech, yeah.
1: but that was a little and it's locker. about your family. You
0: know, yeah. you kind of, Madness of that Madness mention... has
2: seized my children! <laughs> I like Mace. Yeah, he's... He's humorous. And he has to have
0: it explained to him. Like, what's happening? Like, he's beating us. is what's happening. That's really funny. What's happening? <laughs> he's like...
2: It's all just going
0: on. He has no... What's happening? <laughs> he has to have it explained. He's like, Mom, explain it to me. <laughs> so, Jamie's facial acting, I thought, was really fantastic in this moment. He sees Tom, and he's stunned. And then he's just, like, shaking He's do Tom, don't do it. And then... Tommen just basically parrots all these, the High Sparrow's words, like the crowd and faith are the twin pillars. Of the king. And then he gives the Donald Trump line, we'll make the seven kingdoms great again, basically. <laughs> it's
2: like, hey,
0: Tommen Trump. Of all the characters that like Donald Trump, I didn't think it would be Tommen. Because <laughs> <laughs> Tommen, Tommen's all like humble and, you yeah. know. Anyway. Long. <laughs> they are both long. that's true. Marjorie, though, this is the part that's probably the most confusing and we should really explain this. I think, so Marjorie, I think for a while, it seems like she was going along with the high sparrow. She was pretending she realized that was her only way out. And she was trying to tell Loris that we just gotta, we gotta play along. We gotta, you know, we gotta. Tell them what they want to hear. Yeah. And, and so she, I think she realized that she's gonna have to, even though Tommen doesn't seem to be in on it, that she's gonna have to play along until
1: everyone is safe. And right now her brother is still a hostage. I think the scene go. We kind of went forward to the confrontation, the moments in the streets or whatever. But yeah, it started off with Tom talks to Sparrow and Tom talks to Marjorie, and Tom's kind of taken aback, And maybe as like, an audience, he's really he's something, isn't he? Soon. And Tom like, yeah, yeah. He's
0: like, like, she's not what we expected. And she, he's like,
1: yeah, he's yeah. not. Where is this going? <laughs> yeah, I, I believe that Marjorie's doing the same thing with Tom, and that the Sparrow is doing Tom. with Marjorie knows whatever she says to Tommen is getting back to the sparrow. Yes. Does that make sense? In that yes. And she wants the sparrow to believe that she's bought in.
0: Which is the re- and which is by the way the reverse of us knowing that any that the high sparrow tells Tommen, tell Tommen about the walk the, uh, that Cersei's Tommen's going to tell Cersei. Out. Yeah. Right.
2: Yes.
1: I think it's the same thing happening here, and that Marjorie is saying what she's supposed to say. She, in fact. Never mind what time is going to go back and say, she's probably being listened to right now. This, yeah. Oh, yeah. This she's aware this yeah, whoever's yeah. to overhearing this. And I think she's like, it was almost too perfect how she hit all the bases, you know what I mean, of her regret and how she seems good and how it's supposed to look and what we need to do, all this stuff, you know. And it was just, such, yeah, it was too quick, too. Like,
0: I agree with you. It can't yeah. be, I can't imagine that she's actually just converted honestly,
2: you know, that she's yeah. now,
0: oh, I'm a member, you know, I'm a. Member of the faith now. I'm uh, I devoted
2: th- my
1: life to the God.
2: I could theoretically
1: that. believe it, but we just have little bits of insight,
2: like right. her interaction
1: with Loras. So we know that she's like thinking ahead,
0: and we uh, know that she's clever. We know that she takes after her grandmother, who's yeah. very smart,
1: right. And and a lot of other characters are pretty much thinking one step ahead. Like we have got to get my sister out of jail. We got to get my brother, with my daughter, my brother. This thing right now, I've got to deal with. Marjorie's like steps ahead. She's like, well, first get out of here. <coughs> you know, then handle oris, then handle da da da. All right, you know, given all that, what's you know, first step is get out of here. And
2: yeah, nothing can and nothing can happen until she and gets and out of there. Hiding
1: yeah. and refusing, no, no, that's gonna get her out of there. So let me just say what I need to say to get out of here, and then I can manipulate Tom and like, you know what I mean? I can manipulate the sparrow through Tom, and now, now once I'm out of here, then I can manipulate the Tom and to do whatever with the sparrow. Tom, the, I can Tommen. <laughs> the <Tommen. laughs> Yeah. I uh I I'm I'm excited to to hear Marjorie unveil her her intentions, or even if she doesn't clearly obviously speak them out, I think we'll see it. Yeah, happen, if Loris know?
0: is freed at any point, you may that <laughs> may be like okay, that then Marjorie's like okay now I can. But speaking of Marjorie some more, this is certainly the most yeah. maybe the hardest to figure. Uh, she's also potentially the most capable, the smartest in this group of people. They're plotting against each other. I mean, High is obviously very. Cunning and smart as well, yeah. but I think it's interesting how much Tommen is just caught in the center of all this, and he's mm-hmm. just being manipulated by everyone. His mother, Jamie. Well, Jamie isn't necessarily manipulating him; more like pushing him. Because like Jamie isn't being underhanded. He's he's open. If you
1: think of the word manip- usually when people use the word "manipulate," it's a it's negative, mm-hmm. and b it's I don't know, subtle or secretive, or underhanded. Or under- or, right. Yeah, but manipulative in a, a more broad definition of the word is you know Jamie's, Jamie's is more out in the open. Jamie's yeah. manipulation is out in the open, so
0: is Cersei's. Some extent similar in that regard. The High Sparrows, more nuanced, but very blatant at the same time. And But Marjorie is, yeah, she's playing a different game because, you're right, she has, it's a bit of a tightrope. And then you could see, this is a big point. I think a lot of people noticed Marjorie had a reaction to seeing the soldiers appear. Mm -hmm. And I think there's some dispute, I think there's some differences of opinion on what her facial reaction meant. To me, it was... A bit of a surprise, maybe a little bit of exasperation. Like, this is not what I wanted. She's like, I've got a plan. I've got this covered. But she had no way to communicate with anyone on the yeah. outside. She didn't know what they were going to do. She didn't know what their reaction was going to be. So on one hand, she's probably felt like, well, I'm glad they're coming for me. I'm glad they're doing something. But this is not, don't, yeah. let's not do it this way. I've got it. I've got this handled. Don't, you're, I what interpreted, you're doing is threatening
1: Loris. Yeah. Know? I interpreted it as a look of concern, which, That is, by the way, another thing to consider is that of the different plays she could make, she is considering her brother with all this. Yes. And and other people may or may not be. Like, Cersei doesn't give a a crap how things (laughs) play out with Loras, right? (laughs) Elena
0: cares mightily about that, on the other hand. She cares as much as Marjorie, Yeah. If not more.
1: I I wonder, though, like, I mean, this is an awkward thing to to think or wonder about, but you know, if Elena had to choose, if it came down to it, who is she more concerned about, Marjorie or Loras? Like, Marjorie is the current queen, and Maybe is more helpless as a woman than Loras, who is this proven knight or whatever. But Loras is the heir. Yeah. So, regardless, uh, I I, I interpreted it as a look of concern. I I do think that she, part of her would be like, no, don't do that. But she's, Mm -hmm. like, keeping her cool. You know, she she is, like, on display for the world. She's got to be careful how her face reacts to things. But, and so I think they did a good job. I think she did a good job as, like, a character in a show. And the actress, director, editor writer did a good job in her reflection of like having the reaction in her face but minimizing it. Does that make sense? And that might cause it to be a little bit difficult to interpret, but I think fundamentally it was concern. You know, it it could have been many different potential things, but I think that uh she does have a plan. I, I feel pretty confident and I think that at least part of the plan was uh was in jeopardy there. Like it obviously it turned out okay I think for 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 whatever Marjorie wanted, I think her plan's still rolling. Yeah, does that make sense? Yes. But if it had just turned into a slaughter in the streets, I that would not That's that's one helped. thing. <laughs> if, maybe on some level, Marjorie would have got free and so Loris. But I don't think Marjorie wants bloodshed. I think Thomas didn't want it in a sort of a naive way. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I think Marjorie doesn't want it in a more calculated way.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, he knows it's not good for mm-hmm. their rule.
1: Right.
2: It is not if, a stabilizing. It might influence. be a. Uh, a
1: Pyrrhic victory? Is that the one? You know, like if they get themselves free, but then the city is in chaos and no one respects the crown anymore.
0: Now, a couple other things for the scene. When Tommen comes out, of course, it's a huge surprise to viewers and to characters. Uh, Interestingly, he's flanked by four Kingsguard, and the Kingsguard have seven-pointed stars, which is very interesting. They're they're aligned with him. Really? Yeah, I did
1: take note that there were, I think, four. There were four. Specifically four, not Mm -hmm. seven. I assume one, the Mountain, who is... He's still with Cersei. He was with Cersei. And
2: so I and wonder, the other, so there's one Jaime's missing. Six. So I one of wonder the
1: who it. that other one is. I wonder yeah, if he's... I don't know. Uh,
0: Speaking of who the other one is, jamie has been stripped of the Lord Commander. So yeah. who's going to be the new Lord Commander of the Kingsguard? That like is the, the definitely going to matter.
1: If he can't speak, he hasn't. It doesn't seem yeah. like he'll be can't in the Can't he can't he's command. And he's stuck yeah. more to Cersei than to Tommen. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it is... Uh, will they bother to name it or introduce a new character, a new name, and face, uh, personality? Part of me is like excited about that, but another part is like you don't have time for that. Focus on the other stuff. Yeah,
0: I'm. I'm very. That seems very up in the air. They they've often kind of pushed Kingsguard to the back and not considered their numbers and who's in and out. Like someone, you know, Maren Trant died. They didn't tell us that someone replaced him, but clearly someone has. Well,
1: is it clear? Have we seen? Maybe that's. I believe we've seen seven. seven I believe we've seen
0: them uh, at other points in the season. It's not clear, but. We talked about others, well, others dying as well, and yeah, it's just it seems to be just something they kind of do off screen for the most part because some of these individual Kingsguard perhaps aren't important enough to devote screen time to.
1: It seems like they could also just be their whole own show. They could just have a series called The Kingsguard. could yeah. just show the characters and their interactions, their lives, and the fight scenes, history. That would be someone make that. Someone make
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone make that. So let's transition over to Cersei and Jamie talking about things after Jamie's lost his position. His first response is he wants to get bloody, he wants to go on the offensive right away. Cersei's got her head together a bit more, says, No, this is gonna we can we can use this to our advantage. You lead this army to the riverlands and show them you're a commander and this 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 exercise of taking these troops out there and winning a battle and doing some things with them we will make them more loyal to you. They'll show you'll win acclaim and respect from these soldiers, and that will pay dividends to us later. So let's come back in just a minute after a short break, short ad break, and we'll be right back to discuss that and more. Jamie going to Riverrun. We've got a lot of things interesting happening there. It looks like Riverrun's going to be a big focus, and not, not only is... Jamie going there, and he mentions Braun briefly, so hopefully Braun's yeah, going with him one way that, or the that, other. That's the
1: most exciting part about all this. I mean. <laughs> as soon as he said, I'm going to get Braun the biggest bag of gold in the I was like, yes, go do that. Come yeah, on, Bron.
0: Whatever you do, make include Braun yeah. in it. So yeah, Braun's, go- looks like Braun will be coming back even though Jamie's plan isn't going into action the way he wanted. I guess he'll go with him to the Riverlands. That'll be cool. Jamie's redemption arc has kind of been curtailed slightly. But guess who he's gonna maybe run into at the Riverlands? Who else is being sent to the Riverlands right now? To the same exact castle. Brienne. Exactly. Yeah. Brienne and Podrick. So looks like Jamie and and Braun might re encounter Brienne and Podrick, and that could be a lot of things could happen. That could be anywhere from cool to funny to both to tragic. Yeah, I
1: wonder if something really big might happen where Jamie might be convinced. Screw this swamp castle. Let's go where the real action is. Mm-hmm. We need to get the Boltons out of here. Yeah, or, yeah. I, I wonder what his take or how much he knows about the Boltons and all that stuff. And, and what does he and, know about the Vale too? Like, what does he know about like Littlefinger's vale arms moving around? For yeah. How loyal they yeah. are? What are they doing? And, and yeah. never mind even all of that because I feel like someone could or should be like, screw this frozen Winterfell. We need to worry about the White Walker. That's the real thing. You know. Yeah. Well, I wonder at what point Jamie. Are well, we gonna see Jamie? hacking down zombies. Is that ever going to happen?
0: No. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Catching zombie weapons in his gold.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if his gold, what if gold works against <laughs> What if his gold hand just like shatters White Walkers like Valyrian steel? Then they would have
0: Then the Lannisters would be extremely useful in, in the fight against the White Walkers. Plate, <laughs> I mean, all, all the weapons. Gold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we can only hope. That doesn't seem like so, and then we, we hear, uh, another thing that's important that's coming soon. We hear, Jamie says he doesn't want to leave because he needs to be there for Cersei's trial, and Cersei's like, trial by combat, I got them out. Yeah. Enough said, yeah. and Jamie's like, and, and Jamie's like, alright, uh, uh, yeah. You're yep. like, okay. <laughs> good point, yeah, like, except I guess he's, his real complaint is, if you think back early in the season, we talked about having him in a trial by combat, and Jamie said, that's a trial by combat I'd like to see. He's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's really what he's complaining about. He's like, yeah, but,
1: I wanted to. I wanted to see, I wanted to see it.
0: <laughs> I was like,
1: can I go to River I, afterwards? I want to
0: be like you, viewers out there, and see this thing. I want to see the mountain in action. And we have been waiting for that because it's been just very slowly teased, slowly teased. Like, when's he gonna get into a real fight, and who against who?
1: Yeah, because that's still another thing too. I kind of
0: probably yeah. Who is
1: his opponent going to be? Yeah, I like, still it, don't know. Doesn't Jamie or Cersei wonder about it even? You know, like, a, a, is Olenna going to click in her head? Wait. These lords. You know, I wonder
2: yeah.
1: if that's in anyone's range of consideration yet. And and if it does come to be that, how what will the response be? Like uh, I I'm kind of assuming it's gonna happen, but I wonder if it does happen, how Elena and Mace will respond to this. Yeah, that's
0: very, very interesting. And yeah, you wonder if the Tyrells are you know, it's their alliance with the Lannisters is important because without the Tom and Marjorie marriage, they their you know, closeness to the throne goes bye bye in a hurry. So as much as the Lannisters are perhaps not the best allies, without them, they're, they don't have their connection to the throne. So yeah. they, they have to, they're not going to just abandon the Lannisters. They may want to, you know, get Cersei and Jamie out of the picture and work with Kevin and, and Tommen, you know, and, but, you know, because the Lannisters aren't totally united themselves at this point. Obviously, Tommen has moved away from his his own family, in a sense, and maybe not Kevin, but he's moved away from his mother and, and Jamie. I mean, Cersei didn't see that coming. Yeah. And these Kingsguard had new armor and everything, like that was just, or I mean, not new armor, but new things added to their armor. So they just were in the dark about that. And part of that, I think, again, speaks to their contempt with High Sparrow, just not giving him enough credit for, yeah. for, you know, being able to maneuver, being able to politic and intrigue on their level, which he clearly is capable of. He saw, he's seen what they've, he's seen what's been coming. He's anticipated their move quite well to this point. I wonder if that's going to continue or if he's going to falter and make a mistake.
1: It's also worth noting if they hadn't made this play, like bringing the troops in and everything, this is still a good move for the Sparrow, right? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it happens to be good even against an extreme play, but minus their extreme play of bringing in the troops, it still was going to be a solid
2: move.
0: Yeah. So it's, uh, so a couple of unresolved things there. We're going to, we need to know, we don't know yet who the Tribe-like combat is going to be against. Loris is still a really good guess, I think. Although, Interestingly, I wonder, you know, maybe the Heisberg pull another move, like try to say, no, you don't get a trial by combat. It's not going to be a trial by combat. Somehow, like, he undermines her in that regard.
1: Yeah. Some technical loophole in the law or something. Yeah. Man. Something, you know, something that we haven't, we don't, we
0: can't, we don't exactly know the detail of what's coming, but
2: something like that, maybe, like, yeah.
0: to, to I, Because surely uh, he would realize, well, he might not realize he, you wonder how much he believes what he says. He's always speaking about what the gods want. He's like, surely the gods will, you know, grant this because of Marjorie's, you know, bond of the commoner. Like he, was, remember, Tom was afraid for Marjorie's walk. Yeah. And he says, well, because she's so good to the commoner, surely the gods will, you know, not let, have the commoners attack him. Like, does he really believe that, or is he just saying this to Tom? Because it could easily be, could easily believe that, but he could also just easily be saying this is part of yeah. him winning Tom over. And, it is and,
1: something that occurred to me that is probably true. Because remember, there was like this resentment towards Joffrey and the Lannisters in general. There's this question of whether or not they were legitimate. You know, the, the people yes. on the street... Whereas there isn't this particularly against the Tyrells, and Margaery specifically was visiting the poor people. Like, this attitude people had towards Cersei, as she was paraded through the street, like the things she was accused of were much worse than what Margaery was accused of. The attitude of the people toward her in the first place was much more negative. Margaery yeah. really might not have had quite as tough a time with this. It still would have been embarrassing and shameful and uh, you know a, a slight to the throne and everything else but it might not have been quite as terrible as it was for cersei and in fact might have been an extra like uh i don't know say the salt on the wound for cersei mm. the way she got treated for marjorie to go through and be treated well does that make sense yeah. like makes cersei feel extra bad about how she and is it Viewed by the public and, uh, extra jealous towards how Marjorie is respected by the public. Uh, we never got to see that play out, but it's a, a thought that I was having. Uh, another thought that occurred to me, by the way, uh, we talked about how, uh, the children created the White Walkers. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of coming back to them, like, uh, and how Cersei, or how Kyburn created the, the mountain. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how that, that, that might come mm-hmm. back up. Yeah. What, who, what else? There's another example of this. Cersei created Faith Militant. She did. Made her own she, monster. Or at least
0: she resurrected them,
1: in a sense. right? Because yeah. they they were yeah.
0: something from the past that's been brought back. She like had right. this
1: threat, armed someone to deal with it, and then it turned on her. You know what I mean? Yep. Very yep. similar. Yep. From Very
0: better. good point. Yes. Cersei's bringing, uh, bringing the Faith Milton back is... We don't know what brought the others back, but it is kind of similar. The White Walkers, rather, brought them back. It is kind of similar. That's very cool. I, you know, I didn't notice that. It's a really good catch. It's a good parallel. Okay, let's move across the narrow sea. Let's talk about Arya. 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 Well, real quick before Arya, actually, I want to mention a few things that weren't in this episode. We got another episode. We have a second episode in a row without Ramsay. Yeah. There's no wall at all. No Sansa. No Jon. No. Well, they're not technically at the wall. They've all left to go off on their, their recruiting missions or what have yes. you. But none of them. We didn't see none of them. We don't see Littlefinger either. And we don't see Marine.
1: None, of, pretty much none of the North characters except for Bran. Right. right? Yeah. And, uh, and none right. of the Iron Islands. The great right. No Iron Islands yet. Yep. You know, not, yeah. I not, rather not yet. Which, but not again. Which again, it, it might feel a little odd because so far this season we're pretty much hitting all the bases. But I think through the course of the series Game of Thrones, it's typical. Typically episodes or two without certain. Yeah, it's just there's just too much to cover. Yeah. yeah.
0: We had instead of those things, we had Sam, which who had only been in one episode. Sam and Gilly, they only yeah. been in one episode before it was one short scene and they took up a lot of this episode. And then we had this stuff
1: and we had Walter Fritz right. yeah. Yeah. and
0: Yeah. you just bring in those and you just don't have time for all these other plot lines.
1: They could have time. These are hour, ten minute episodes, twelve <laughs> episodes per season. They can get, get a lot more in. But a lot
0: of those plot lines were shown in the trailer, so we know they're coming back next episode. But again, we'll be talking about it at the end of the episode, not during this part. We're staying away from the spoilers. So, let's talk about Arya, like I said. Speaking of blood of my blood, she had the choice of becoming someone new, becoming no one, or staying a Stark. And as predicted, I don't think it's a surprise, she chose to stay a Stark. And let me tell you... The room I was in with all those people at Balticon went crazy when she pulled Needle back out of the rocks there. And yeah. That was just this great symbolic moment of,
2: okay, she is a Stark again, and
0: she is not no one. And yeah, it was great. People just, the, the energy in the room was a top notch. So, more, more, she starts up watching the play again. And we see, there's some underlying themes there, just how... Just the, uh, how big a deal Tyrion's infamy is. Like Tyrion is just like they hate him, that he's like such a villain. Yeah, they cast yeah. him as the worst guy. And that's gonna matter, I think, when when Tyrion joins you know, he's with Danny when they come back to Westeros. Danny's army is just like all these things that people in Westeros are either prejudiced against or just hate already. They don't like women rulers. They don't like the Thraki. They don't like red priests all that much. They don't like Tyrion. Yeah. I'd out there big on eunuch slave soldiers. You know, that's <laughs> just like all these things that she's bringing over that people are gonna have a
2: problem with.
0: And yeah, and dragons, you know. <laughs> all these <laughs> things, all these ages all these things that are very, very destructive. But hey, that has nothing to do with Arya. So we'll stay yeah. with Arya And so it just goes to show that there's the the attitudes of other people around the world towards these main characters, these main political characters who would be famous. You know, Arya wouldn't be famous, and she's not in the play, which is an interesting little bit. There's no Arya character, which you wouldn't necessarily expect her to be,
2: but it's still noteworthy. She
0: She was at court for a little while. You know, Sansa's role was obviously more prominent because she was you know, engaged to Joffrey and then married Tyrion. So that fits really well in the play. So Arya might not have fit there. But still, it's, you know, it's kind of interesting that she wasn't in there. And so you see this perception that people like Joffrey.
2: Like they have this positive
0: memory yeah. of Joffrey and, and of even of Cersei, which is <laughs> kind of rough. And that's just all, yeah, that's all really cool. So what did you think of, of the scene in general with Arya? What are your thoughts on, on how this played out? Were you surprised by anything?
1: Uh, I don't know. if Surprise is quite the word because I I don't know quite what I expected. Does that make sense? I I I felt like she was like falling in line and doing what she's supposed to do and going to become. It seemed like that's where the story was leading us and everything. But also at the same time, like there's no way Arya stops being Arya. You know, I didn't see it happening in her character. They seemed like they kept showing us that she wasn't giving up who she was, and it, I thought like in the context of the show as a whole uh if she did why did we bother following her all this time. You know, like it seems like unless the House of Black and White we're gonna have her kill Cersei or kill Sansa or something like that, you know. Um so uh I, I'm not sure if surprise is quite the right the right word, but um I was uh I was I was both excited and and worried at the moment. Mm-hmm. And, and I would have been worried anyway but you know, it's before, my mind could fully start asking all the questions. They answered it for me because you just as soon as Arya walks off, there's the wave witness to it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, oh, cut to her with Jake, and She's like, "You promised me. You, I'm gonna kick her a little ass. You told me I could. I'm like, don't make her all suffer. All right, just don't make her suffer. I know. I <laughs> promise you. Like, go get your little revenge. So I think Arya might be in trouble. Like we saw on one hand, maybe Arya has Needle, but. You think that the way I the trained and, her and yeah, so you know, all those training sessions. Unarmed, yeah. yeah. It's still like uh, how this is going to play out will be interesting. And, and I was uh, maybe a little confused too about where exactly she was. In that I have no
0: idea. Yeah, I, I don't think she went back to that. She has to know she's rogue now. She wouldn't just go back there. I really yeah. do not think
1: she would go back there. Like she went back before either not sure if they had known what she did or assuming it wouldn't matter. I, I wish you remember the time. She couldn't expect it like...
0: to not know, though, because she clearly didn't kill her target and... The, but not the, just didn't the kill them, took contract but sort of announced
1: out. it to people. Like, she made too much of a scene. Like, if she went to kill the guy, the merchant guy, and didn't do it and came back. Well, maybe she'll do it tomorrow. It's not like she said, I'm going to do it tomorrow, at 3 p.m., you know, she's like, I'm just going to do the glass it out of her whenever hand. I get the moment, right? Yeah, it was and very so obvious. There's the no, mo- the moment might have just not got there yet. So she goes back to the house in black and white and I'll try again tomorrow. But then she, it, she doesn't just not get the moment. She like makes a scene. So, and it's, I don't know. I don't know. I, if, but if she didn't go, where is she in?
0: Who Some knows? the
1: basement of I don't know. Uh, well, it
0: was just a little alcove. I mean, it could have just been out in the street somewhere, and she got herself a, a you know, like a room. Who knows? It's yeah. it's not really clear. It doesn't really matter right now. I'm sure they'll tell us one way or the other. But well, I it really, matters. I really, really don't think she went back to the house of black and white. Yeah. That would just yeah. be insane. I think so. We can. I think we can eliminate
2: that possibility.
0: Um, but it's really. I thought there was a really nice touch in the scene is that when she's having to pour the poison, in the, when she's pouring the poison, there's a mirror.
1: Oh, believe me! As soon as they showed that mirror, I was like, "Hmm, mirror, Melisandre." Uh, like, <laughs> and it's and it's similar to how Melisandra was kind of like evaluating the course of her life, you know, what she was expected to do, and also this idea of like how she's presenting herself as a different person, you know, like. And here we have already doing the same thing. I thought that man it was really, really good. I thought. Uh, yeah.
0: <clears throat> and so yeah, so that's really we'll, we'll have to see what happens. I don't know. I saw one theory. That that was mailed to us, and I haven't had a lot of time to think about it, because I, I, I saw the email like, pretty much right before we started recording, but it's an interesting thought that Jaqen will save Arya from the wave, that he will decide to intervene on her behalf. Because And the, the theory is, one of the reasons that the theory makes a bit of sense is that it just wouldn't work all that well for Arya to beat the wave. Like how else is she going to get away? Yeah. maybe she can evade her. That I could believe, but yeah. like defeating her, she could come up with something clever, some sort of clever trick. You know, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm not saying it's unbelievable, but it would be believable for her to be losing and to be someone else's guy.
1: Yeah,
2: it, yeah. It's, and it, of course, uh, it would have to be
0: Jacob. <laughs> there's just no one else.
1: Right? It, uh, there could be another motivation, by the way, other reasons other than like the context of the show or like what you would expect to happen in battle. There's here's some other factors that. Maybe Draken does know that they need to kill Cersei. And she's going to go kill Cersei anyway. Fine.
2: Hmm. Let's
1: see how this plays out. (laughs) Maybe that's what the gods want, right? Additionally, um, he might not like the idea of the waif is kind of like driven. Vindictive, there. Yeah, she right. smiled
0: at the thought of killing Arya. That's not, yeah. they're not supposed to feel that way. Yeah, yeah.
1: and uh, and so he might be as worried about her. That could be his justification.
0: Like, you are,
1: yeah. you know, not one
2: of us either. Yeah,
1: you know? you're mm-hmm. not doing this because of some price is paid. You're doing this because of you. You're jealousy. You're, Personal, you're, yeah. You're not just a girl here. Yeah. You're a jealous girl. You hate Arya. Right, right. <laughs> you, so, ha- you hate no one. And the wave's face could be the face that gets added. He said, one way or the other, we're getting another face added. Well, if it's not the actress, it's Aria. If it's not Aria, it's so
0: the way.
2: Nice,
1: yeah. That
0: could be one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, it could be her. Like, she gets the short end of that
1: stick. And they sure reminded us about the face, too. God, carving and mm. killing. the Yeah, that, ass, yeah, yeah. Like, like, oh. like, dang it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I liked the little conversation between Aria and Lady
0: Crane. That was that was well done. It was like, Aria's like, I, I like this person. Yeah, I don't want to yep. kill her. And talking how much they had in common. Like, your face is very expressive. You know, you do like playing, being other people. Cause yeah, they both yeah. are, like, she's an actress and she's, you know, trying to
1: infiltrate. He also kind of people. detected it. This is sort of part, part of the test here is like to kill this woman, follow yeah. my instructions, use the poison properly, you know, don't get caught, whatever it is. But also part of the test is like maintaining your persona. Yeah. And it seemed like that was a bit of a challenge. The, the, when a woman started asking her questions and she was like on the spot, then in, when, uh, Arya, you know, you get the idea that you know what are you doing here? You know my dads had to go back. Oh, you know like <laughs> I, I snuck in. I didn't even pay. But but Aria started to come through when she was describing
2: mm-hmm. the, the, the the speech, the yeah. performance, what yeah, she should it's, it's, it's Describing her, yeah. And
1: yeah. the the actress recognizing your eyes. You're very expressive, and Aria's like, oh, I gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's like, yeah, just like so I'm not supposed to have expressive I might eyes. Get, I might get caught in a lie here because I'm like revealing too much. or not yeah. plotting out. I'm yeah, it was very subtle. Emotions, uh, yeah, you know? it was really
0: good. Yeah. And then there's the, yeah, and she's like, you know, I happen to go see my father, which I thought was a cool thing. She's like, my father's waiting for me, which is kind of like, she's yeah. decided, you know, what she's going to be like her father. That's the blood she's chosen. She's going to, you know, be a stark again. And then she goes and gets needle. One other interpretation I've seen of her blowing the candle out at the end is that she's luring the waif into like a blind fighting thing. Where she's got this blind training. But I would think that the waif would have gone through that during her training as well. Yeah. But although it was kind of shown as a punishment for Arya, but you'd think it would also be really good training for them. You know? Yeah. So it's I don't know if that's I think it's a good thought to put out there, but I don't have a lot of confidence that's the reason. Also,
1: how much better could Arya be? It's not like Arya was blind for years. It's like Tyrion <laughs> saying I was a slave. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it wasn't like, that long. <laughs> she's uh to... The, the total amount of time she spent blind, I can imagine the wave got that much training with a blindfold and et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah. uh, maybe. It, 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 Like, I wouldn't be, like, baffled if they had a scene where Arya tried to fight her in the dark. But yeah. you know what, though? I would, because it just occurred to me, there's another fact, how do they show us that? Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Like, cinematically, yeah. it's not, I don't, I don't dark,
0: think that's yeah, happening. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then a couple other notes on the scene. Um, first of all, Arya's insight into what Cersei would really do. There, she would be angry. She wouldn't be sad. Yeah. she wouldn't be yeah. weepy. And that's totally true. right. That's Christ. what yeah. Cersei did. She <laughs> sees him. You know, yeah. Tyrion did it. Take him, take him. Like she was mad instantly. I mean, she was also crying. She was yeah. sad too, but it was the anger was the dominant. Was like the sadness yeah. was the second fiddle to the anger. So that I think was a really nice little show of how Arya has some strong insights in the people. In she and was also
1: there. not just Cersei, but in in general right mm-hmm. like my guess is that this actress and the common person didn't have their father killed in front of them or any family member right yeah already knows she's angry i want to kill them. i made a list <laughs> <You> know, like <laughs> i know what it would be like if a family member got killed because my family member did get killed and i was mad and i want to kill the person who did it and i made a list <laughs> i didn't just cry over it
0: yeah mm-hmm. another funny thing for the scene Well, another funny thing. A funny thing from this scene. Most of it was not funny. (laughs) Of course, the play always has funny moments, and this was was no different. We got to see a little more of it. A little different. It's the same play, but we got to see different scenes. And the Ned actor comes in and says their complaints, like that crowd was terrible, you know. And the Ned actor says, no laughs for Ned's execution. Which I thought was funny. It's like, yeah, no laughs for Ned's execution. Wait, did he say no
1: laugh? I think he said they laughed at
0: Ned's execution. They were supposed to laugh at the execution. They're supposed to be funny.
1: Right, right. That's what I said. But that, no, they were complaining about how the crowd sucked. So why would they why No, 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 be no, no, because he that. said his follow up was a bunch of animals. Remember yeah. that? A bunch of animals, no laughs for Ned's death. I thought that came out. I was, the, the idea that they would laugh at someone being executed, they must be a bunch of animals.
0: No. That's how I interpret it. I think
1: they that. were supposed to laugh at Ned's death.
0: 'Cause he was a bumbling character and how yeah, his the circumstances of his execution were
1: Right, that's okay. what I'm saying. The idea that they would laugh at his death makes them animals.
0: No, no, no. no. They, they were make... they were supposed to laugh at his death because right? he was because he was a comic character that was silly. They're supposed to like his death because he was. Well,
1: right. I just still think the actor is disappointed with that. I think he like I don't understand that. Why better.
0: would they be disappointed in his death? Because he was supposed to. He was cast as a villain. They're, they're supposed to laugh at his death because that actor
1: be... knows that he's not a villain.
0: He he knows. Act- the truth. No, he doesn't. That actor definitely doesn't know you truth. You don't think
1: so? Why would he know the truth?
0: I would think some people would know some people wouldn't.
1: I mean they're portraying
0: Joffrey as a good guy and yeah. Ned as a bad guy and a bad they're,
1: guy. they're just following the script. Doesn't mean they right. believe it all.
0: They but why would they know otherwise? They're actors in Bravos, they don't even live in Westeros. This is the only truth they've
1: been exposed to. They might travel around. In fact they probably travel around. I don't know if they're necessarily from okay. Braavos. I don't think that's She's I don't there, think that's the what's the name. The actress said, you know, like I took off and traveled around with them or something to that effect. Yeah. Right? I don't think they're like just a local play only there all the time. I think they travel to different lands. Uh, and so they would have. No, been I don't think that's the case. Story. I think
0: sometimes they do travel. Yeah. That group necessarily doesn't travel. I mean, they've been doing the same play in that spot for a while. Like I already seen the three times. Yeah. But Was anyway, no. But I. But seriously, I see no reason to think why that guy would have sympathies for Ned Stark. Why? How would he know anything? That would just be so random. Like the. the I think the. I think the simple answer is correct. That what we're shown is what people
1: believe about Seven yeah. Kingdoms. I, I. I believe in general, you're correct. That this what the, the play is showing, what the general populace thinks. But I think that there are some people in Game of Poppins that might know better.
0: Anyway, yeah, maybe someone else will have insight on that. We'll, we'll, well, I think that's all for this for for Arya for now. Do you have any other things about Arya? I don't think so. Okay, let's move on to Daenerys. The last scene, the last thing to cover before we move on to the credits and talk about the trailer. And you know, there's not a lot happened. The scene was really cool, but there's not a lot to analyze here. I think it was just it was just oh, it was just awe inspiring. It was it was. A moment of power. It was Danny reuniting with Drogon, showing that she's got a sense of him. Like she, she knew he was there. Like she had a there was that was that was one of the underlying themes there that was kind of subtle is that she sensed his presence and there's some sort of magical connection there. Yeah. And by the way, what happened to her horse? She rides around the corner yeah, yeah. and then comes out of the dragon, the horse is gone.
1: <laughs> I, I thought about that for a moment. I wondered if you know I can imagine once you have a dragon what do I need this I horse need for? This horse, you know, yeah. but I still think you might need it, like, you know, more day to day activities. I mean, it's still so helpful to someone in this crowd. Another horse isn't worthless, but it might be valuable as a meal for the dragon. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, don't Gotta eat people. Eat. Eat, eat, eat my, you know, I wonder how connected she is to the horse in the first place, how long she's had him. Yeah. There's a certain sort of respect, I assume, that Dothraki have for horses, but, but, uh, I want to. I want to tell you one thing that I couldn't get out of my mind as I was watching this scene. is another thought to Monty Python in uh, the Life of Brian. Yeah. Remember this scene where Jesus is on a hill with like a, some people seated around him, and he's you know spouting off lines from the Bible. And as the camera kind of backs up, you see there's like another layer of people behind them, and there's people standing, and then there's scores, hundreds of people all around. It kind of gets back to a little bit to the distance. There's a group of people like. Braining their necks, trying to hear what Jesus is saying. Do you remember that scene? Yeah. And and someone's like, What's he saying? Can you hear him? I'm trying to listen. I think he said something about the cheesemakers. The the meek, the meek will inherit the earth. Oh, good for the (laughs) meek. (laughs) I was trying to imagine Danny making a speech and all these thousands of people. Someone's way in the background, like, What's she saying? I can't. Did she say she's going to give her Blood Rider shoes? <laughs> she's going to give us all shoes? What? <laughs> I wanted to hear, like, those guys, that the scene when they didn't know that she could speak, Bill Thraki, and they're, like, talking about her. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The like, funny comments. I wanted to hear something like that from some other people in the background. I couldn't quite hear what was going on. Uh there's so many thousands of people in that Kalizar. There's got to be some interesting characters. You know what I mean? And sure. We're just seeing Danny and Dario. You know, like <laughs> I, I want more of those people to be relevant. And it's another thought I had too. I will say this: is one more thought. She's like, "Will you fight with me? Will you cross the water? Will you help me defeat my iron-suited enemies?" You know, yeah. I mean? like yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, oh yeah, let's go war. Let's go fight. Will you not take any slaves? And yeah, whoa. We'll, uh, will you not rape the women when we conquer? The- oh, oh, man. Yeah, like, oh, no, like. So, you know, like I wonder how much they're going to fall in line with <laughs> once she conquers. What are all these warlords going to do, just wandering around Westeros, not allowed to? Slave that's exactly to what that Dario is asking. Yeah. Saying,
0: "What are you going to do once you actually take the Iron Throne? You're not a ruler. I mean, you're not. Not that she's not capable, just that that's not that's not the kind of person she is." Is what he's saying. Yeah. Like
1: you are, you know. This even is what if she was, even if she was able to flip that switch and. Wear multiple hats and mature into yeah. a, a great queen. You still have these thousands of marauders, like just sitting around twiddling their thumbs. Are they just gonna like all start farming now and like like <laughs> not worry <laughs> yeah. about horses anymore? You know, like I don't, I don't, it's gonna so they're be gonna,
0: a, yeah. You're gonna wonder like where will they wind up? Are they gonna have to settle somewhere?
1: It'll be a big a, a big challenge as a leader or a queen is how to manage this people that she's brought into this foreign land, uh, who generally speaking have a lifestyle based on. Warfare and slavery. Yeah, right. And, uh, On the other know. hand, she has
0: the Unsullied, which will certainly that'll she's got troops that are potentially very unlo- very likely to get out of hand, and the others that are completely not, uh, impossible for them to. Get out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. She, at least she's got that. She may have to tell the Unsullied to stop at the fracking. Yeah. This <laughs> is yeah. like okay. Oh, that again,
1: that way. would be so interesting to me. Just the whole show, just about. Interactions between Unsullied and Dothraki soldiers going yeah. through the wars. You know what I mean? Like some man in a street view of like a sergeant and a captain on either side having mm-hmm. to work with each other and set up all kinds of awesome action scenes and differences of fighting styles and it's so rich for this just to be turned into so much more. You know, yeah. Well, captain. that's um, yeah, that's that's what the books are
0: for because you can't get that. We don't have time for that in the show, so. There's my, here's my, uh, every once in a while reminder of why reading the books is awesome. The show is awesome, but so are the books and why not double your pleasure?
1: Even I, and then both of you. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so this of speech, of course, personally, I think Amelia Clark, uh, as an actress is, is at her best when she's like, Ra rah, demanding and, you know, in charge and, and, and powerful, that kind of thing.
1: And passion moments as opposed passion to Passion moments. That's a good way to moments, put it. Yeah, it's good way to
0: put it, yeah.
2: And <clears throat> some, she's
1: some, I don't want to take anything away from it, but I think certain characters, like I'm going to say, uh, you know, Tywin or Jonathan Price or whatever, I think they're really good at the subtleties and the, the quiet, yeah. subdued, you know, moments. Uh, maybe if they were given a chance to make some impassioned speech, they'd do really well. And I don't think millie clark necessarily does bad when she's supposed to be like quiet subdued dude or whatever but um but when it comes time to like make this impassioned speech she definitely like wow whoa she's really
2: like
1: (laughs) getting me as excited as the dragon with her enthusiasm and her ferocity here you know and the dragon was so awesome too but even like as it that was one of the best dragon moments they had yeah, yeah you could see like Lines of saliva connecting between its teeth. You yeah, know, you see like the little it, holes the, where the fire comes the out. The vibration yeah. <laughs> of its skin with the roar coming through is really,
2: really awesome. It was awesome, really good, yeah. yeah.
1: And her speech, it was
0: it was a throwback to Khal Drogo's speech. Yeah, know, she, she mentioned yeah. him by name and then said a lot of the same things, same wording, and a nice little underlying theme there. The music was the very familiar dragon music, but it was... The major key version. Normally it's a minor key. It's very sad and haunting, but this was the triumphant version of that same music. So, um, I thought that was a nice touch and worthy of mention. Okay. Well, before we move on, Sean, did you have any more thoughts on Danny? It seemed like a big setup moment. You know, the, the underlying theme of what she's going to do once she conquers Westeros, assuming she does is a really big, good, important point, yeah. but we can't answer it. We, we talked about all the dangers she'll face. Like, The Dothraki, you can't. They're not a a people that settle either. And it's like, and and Radari was kind of drawing that comparison. He's like, you're kind of like them. You know, you're not a set. You're not like a you know a a slaving, raping savage. But you are, uh, you know, you don't sit still. Well, yeah. You you are not that type of person. May not be in your makeup.
2: I
1: did I did take note watching it the second time of how because this is put. Dario had that conversation with her, but then she went, came back to the dragon, gave the speech, and that was it. He didn't talk to her more after that. Yeah. And as she was giving that speech, he was looking on, and I was trying to read, kind of like people might have been trying to read Marjorie's reaction there on the steps, I was trying to read his reaction, and I felt like it was uh, sort of admiration. Uh, He was Hmm. impressed, enthralled, in love. But maybe it was also concern. Maybe it was also concern. Hmm. He's like, man, she really is a conqueror. I don't think, I don't know what she's gonna do. <laughs> like, she's got this army and she's gonna get this place. She's gonna do all this stuff. But then what? You know what
0: I mean? Yeah. And she tip, in a kind of typical fashion, sort of dodged the question. like, what are you gonna do? she's like, what are you gonna do, like, you gonna do when you bring this army? Like, I'll take what's mine. You know, she's like, what do you, th- what do you think I'm gonna do? You know, yeah. like, you know, I mean after. I mean yeah. after you take what's yours. And she's like ah, how are I'll you going right to manage back? what's yours? I'm like hold <laughs> yeah. on, Drogon. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's, it's another important decision interrupted by something else taking uh, a yeah. more immediate uh, focus away. So but it was yes, yeah, so it's kind of a clever way to do it. It's like this is also another problem is this big ass dragon like you're going to have to yeah. keep this thing from you got to make it behave properly when
1: yeah. you get to Westeros. Like don't let it burn King's Landing down. And like, at this moment she does seem to be <laughs> controlling it, but it's at this moment, hopefully it's fed. At what moment is going to get hungry and just, like, scoop up 18 Dothraki soldiers for a meal, you know? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Or, or even if it knows better than to kill the... Soldier. Scoop up four cattle for a meal, and now the Dothraki soldiers don't have their own food. Like, it's, like, it is a whole another entity that's going to have to be
0: yeah. managed. She has a lot of unmanageable entities and one very manageable entity, though, I'm sorry. Yeah. like, <laughs> so well that's good. She's got yeah. that under control, at least.
1: It's another thought I'm wondering about is uh at this point she I suppose she does still need a fleet. She even asked Dario about it, right? About yeah. The idea of getting a fleet. <laughs> of course they, uh, the
0: numbers match up so nicely. Like, how many ships yeah. do we need? A thousand at least. And it's like, oh gee, what did Euron
1: just say? Building a <laughs> thousand ships. Hmm. Uh but uh I wonder uh still though, how concerned how quick will she drop the troubles of Marine to Marines and head back to Westeros? Will she, would she drop them? leave Tyrion behind to take care of it while she goes back to Westeros? Is she going to bring mm. Tyrion
0: with them? That's interesting. Caught yeah. leaving Tyrion or Varus, or maybe that's Masande's role. Maybe not, because Masande, yeah, we, we've yeah. been wondering that maybe she's being pushed to the side a little bit. Maybe Masande will be, of course, having her, uh, that, that may, she She would need maybe a little bit of someone to stay with her. Maybe, maybe Grey Worm would stay there or something like that. I don't know, it's hard to predict, but that's an interesting possibility for her. I kind of think, think that between the two, Tyrion's more likely to go to Westeros, because he's the
1: more major character. Yeah. But... You, you could maybe leave Varys there. Yeah, that, that uh, and I agree Kenvara, with. Sunday yeah. and and Varys together could maybe manage. Yeah. When Dana leaves with Tyrion and the armies in Dario. Dario stays behind. That seems less likely. Even yeah, though, like, I the think, ruler I type, think Dario's coming with her. I agree. I think so, too. No pun intended.
0: <laughs> oh! <laughs> okay, with that, let us... Give our thanks and acknowledgements. If you do not want to be spoiled on the next on on the trailer discussion on that sort of thing, then this is our time to bid you adieu, and we will see you on Wednesday and or Monday.
1: And hey, what if they don't want trailer spoilers, but they do want to hear the credits of the? Well, then who, listen uh, to the. Yeah, you support us here. Well, I was going to say,
0: quit after the credits. Don't okay, quit right yeah. now. So, thanks to First Lord Cash Craig, Hand of the King, Lord of Minds, Lord of Makers, and. The Black Pupil, which is the nickname he's, he likes, and that nickname derives from Neuron Greyjoy, to represent right here with my hat. Thanks also to Lord Jim the Fortuitous of Warden Politics of Ice and Fireblog, and the Warden of the West, whom I became reacquainted with this weekend at Balticon as well. Good to see you, Jim. Lord George Stormsville the Cunning, Lord of the Chiliad, and the Warden of the East. Lord John Reed of Castle Woodbridge is the Lord Borealis, the Light of the North, and Warden of the North. Lady Kelly McMath of Covington, Lady of the Villa Hills of Crescent Springs, is Warden of the South. Rory the Rogue, Archer Extraordinaire, and King beyond the Wall was not impressed by Dick on 70 yard shot. He makes those kind of shots in his sleep. He was shaking his head like, Come on, you're impressed by that? I can do that at twice that limit with my eyes closed. Small Council is made up of Lord James Inkblade, the Scholar Knight, and Master of Whispers. Grandmaster Saria of the Barrows is the Cinder of the Citadel. Lord Robert Jacob is Master of Coins. Rosie the Clever is Master of Laws. Lord James Puddle is Master of Chips. Lady Diareless of Castle Naki is the Alpha Patriot. Lord Dan of the Red Mountain of Castle Great Bell is Breaker of the Second Stone. Lord Skip of the Velt is Lord of Castle Ganges. Capet the Unfrozen is Lord of the Bricks and Castle Crimson Light. Mary Meg is Lady of the Bloody Stepstones. Gregor the Toasty is Lord of the Breadfort. Recently returned from a trip to New Zealand. That sounds awesome. Alicia Everlasting of the Green Blood is Lady of Desert Rose. Jeffrey the Unflinching is Lord of Sand Lake. Lord Grey Bay is of the Queen's City. Lord Ryan of Castle Stonegate is Guardian of the Rocky Mountain Pass. Lord Garen de Havilland is of Devil's Hand. Lord Brandon Slate is the North's hammer and harbinger of the old gods. Lady Bram is Light of Winter's Garden, Deacon of the Northwest. Lord Mark Joseph is the snow in Winterfell. Ashlyn Winter is the Hawk's Eye and Lady of Castle Skyfall. Lady Mikkel of Moonacre is leader of the Weirwood Protectorate Alliance. Lady Cochon Valant is of Swine Harbor. And Lord Barone of Hillcrest is Lord of, is Lord of the Halls and wielder of the Valyrian Steel Machete Everglades. Also, King Justice Sir Troy the Steady wields the Valyrian Steel Blade Fate in service to of Westeros, as well as our King's Guard commanded by Lord Commander Dubbington, the Red Bear. Perhaps he'll step in for Jamie. We also have Our History of Westeros Night's Watch, commanded by Lord Commander George the Golden, and assisted by the fierce First Ranger Fabian Flowers, the Bastard of Greenshield. If you would like to get a title like that, or other benefits such as episodes early, and insider information, which we get from time to time... Well, check us out on Patreon at www.historyofwesteros.com. Ooh, that's not right. Well, yes, you can get to that through www.historyofwesteros.com. There is a Patreon link on the right, but you can also go straight to patreon.com slash historyofwesteros. Options. And there you will see that you can... I haven't explained what Patreon is in a while. It's a method for supporting creators that you like. There's musicians and artists and writers all over Patreon podcasts as well. You pledge to give a certain amount of your choosing per month or per episode. In other cases, our our setup is per month. And you, you give what you're comfortable with. And we give you some benefits in return. It's a great system. I love Patreon. Okay. So, also thanks to Sean for joining me again. Great thanks, discussions. Everyone. Yes, of course. And thanks, as always, to Ashaya and everyone else behind the scenes, such as people who ask us great questions that make it into the show, and we're all very grateful for that. So let us talk about what's coming up next. Some, first of all, something that's not in the trailers but it comes from an interview that sheds some potential light on Sam Tarley's situation. The actor playing Randall Tarley. Took some shots of himself at a seashore during filming, which Old Town is a port. So perhaps we are going to Old Town. Uh, So hope still remains. I thought when you brought up the possibility that they wouldn't go to Old Town at all, well, I thought, well, that's a way for them to avoid the expensive shots of Old Town. Old Town should look really spectacular. Well, this would be a way for them to dodge that. But this sort of pushes us maybe towards... I mean, it, there's no guarantee that what this, this seaside thing has anything to do with Old Town. Could be some other part of pursuing Sam. Who knows? But it definitely could be. It definitely could be related to that. So, still hope for Old Town. Don't want to get my hopes up. But I really hope we see Old Town, and this is at least some sort of indication that we could be going there. Other than that, we have no other clues on where the plotline going. The trailer did not give us any scenes. So... We'll have to wait and see what we do see a lot of. I'm sorry, you
2: have something
1: to say? I just wanted to point out that it could be a shore of a different port. Like, Sam, we know that Sam came down on a ship, but presumably he didn't go to Old Town and then go home and then go back to well, Old that is Town. What the geography, did, that is what geography should tell us. Suggest, yeah. But they, um, they, we
0: know how they do. They like to play a little faster but if, with geography and timelines like that.
1: Plus, if they could go to Old Town and go to Sam's home without showing Old Town, they could leave Sam's home going through Old Town without showing it again. You know? Absolutely. And but maybe yeah. he could be at the port seeing the ship that you just missed and have to wait for sure. the next ship or telling his son, you stay here or you go after him or something like that.
0: Absolutely. Something along those lines is very possible.
1: I don't think we've seen the last of the
0: Tarleys. I don't think they're just going to say, oh, he took the sword. Oh, well, that's it. See ya. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit much. Doesn't seem, Randall doesn't seem like the type to just let that go, does he? So let's see. There's also several shots of River Run and the surrounding action. We see Jamie talking to the Blackfish. Blackfish giving, uh, delivering a line: "The war is not over as long as I'm still fighting, etc." Which is a pretty powerful line. Shows how stubborn he is. Shows how determined he is. Shows how badass he is because odds are obviously not in their favor,
1: from what we what we see. It reminds us of how justified the war is, too. You know, like yeah. you know, why would he? But what in the world would make him compromise? And and yeah, and during White the ep- Walkers,
0: maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and during the episode, we hear about. The Brotherhood Without Banners raiding their supply trains. And I wonder if we're yeah. going to be seeing, It seems like they'll come up at some point this season, maybe. Yeah, and and yeah, of course, it'd
1: be cool to see, uh, now's the
0: time, right? So many people, yeah. like, we were we haven't gone there in forever and other people are converging on it. We have Brienne, and like we said, Brandon Padrick, Jamie, and probably Braun and an army. <laughs> yeah. We, and we see a shot of that army. We see the camps. We see the siege camp. We have lots of Lannister army set up there. Looks like a pretty sizable force. We also see the phrase. We see them holding A dagger to Edmure's neck, apparently they're they're showing their threat, saying, you know, I'm gonna we're gonna kill Edmure if you don't yield the castle, presumably something
1: along those lines. And it seems like, by the way, that's one of the specific things that you would really want to have a culture that is against down on disrespectful of whatever kinslang. Yeah. Right? Because it would be so easy to kill Edmure. But hey, he got the fray girl pregnant, and so now the line continues, and we're still in control. We've got the Lord. If she's pregnant, out. yeah,
0: they can do that. Yeah. Uh,
1: which again, I also assume would be, I've said this again about me thinking Sansa's pregnant. that think it's part of the tradition and the history and the expectation. You know, like if they did go through that ritual of carrying her off with mirror, and I imagine they yep. spent that first night together without him even knowing anything that had happened. Absolutely. You know? yes. And they haven't said it, but I would, I just sort of have this. I mean, he wanted Yeah, obviously,
0: obviously Walter Frey wants uh, wants yeah. Ed Muir and Rosalind to have it produce a child. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Ed didn't look in a good state, though. You know, he was like no. in a. I mean, I barricade. doubt he's been shackled and daddy's like, been making babies recently. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. I, but anyway, I think I just wonder how. How much of a real threat it is that they would kill Ed But one, the show doesn't seem to have the same kinsling taboo as uh the the books or even real life <laughs> uh, but uh, I wonder if they would uh, if they would kill him in the same way that I kind of question whether that sparrow would just kill uh, kill orris yeah. I don't think that they would not just out
0: of hand, no, not just straight up. I mean that it, it, I don't he would only do that, I think as a last resort because again. He wants to win over. Yeah. His goal was to have control over the throne, and killing that, killing the heir to Highgarden is not going to help him get keep control. You know, unless he, he has, has you. to, like if he's if he's pushed, he'll have yeah. to. But it doesn't. It's not like if I kill Loris, then I get. not get what? Yeah, yeah he doesn't. Exactly, he just gets yeah. the Tyrells are an even bigger enemy.
1: And assuming he is genuinely pious, he too. doesn't <laughs> want to murder someone. You know. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's true. Either and it doesn't look good. I mean, we saw the sparrow when he said that you know they don't have, you don't have a right to do this and the crowd was like
2: yeah they don't have a right to do this you can see, yeah. see the
0: tenor of the crowd that they were on his side yeah which i think that crowd was huge by the way yeah yeah
2: that <laughs> was, a, a, really, was a really great That's shot a big the moment top of the steps yeah, yeah, yeah it was really yeah. pretty sweet
1: uh anyway to, to back to edmir though i like i i just kind of run through these different scenarios in my head like are they going to say hey blackfish if you don't give up river run we're going to kill edmir blackfish would like <sighs> All right. Sorry about that. He had to and see that coming, but I he saw that coming.
0: He knows Edmure was captured. He was there. He was at the Red Wedding yeah. himself. Blackfish escaped from it. But he yeah,
1: knows. and uh, now he may not
0: know Edmure's a lot He may he may think Edmure. He may assume Edmure's is dead. Yeah, but he had to. He, he almost certainly considered. Although it
1: I think he wouldn't assume it. I think it would well, be known. In the I mean, land. he wouldn't assume if, he, he's dead. if he's raised an army and taken back this castle. How does he not know that? Well, he he,
0: he wouldn't assume he's dead. What I mean is, you're right to say that. I mean that he might. If he doesn't know, he might consider that he's dead. He might expect yeah. him to be alive, but who knows? I mean, he might he have, gone... have died in captivity, something right. like
1: that. There might have been a point where he assumed he was dead, or thought that he might be dead, but I feel like eventually that enough time's gone by and he's taken enough action. There's no way he didn't, like, question guards and hear rumors on the street. Yeah, Raising yeah. an army I mean, and a taking a castle isn't something you do without gaining a bunch of information, talking to a bunch of different people, you know. So, uh, but regardless, I still feel like, I, on one hand, I feel like he doesn't just, like, give immediately do that threat but also and i also don't think they would actually kill edmir especially because once they do it's not like if they do kill him there's no way I'm like oh well now there goes their leverage you know what yeah. i mean like it's so i don't quite see how Frey's plan plays out here i don't see what he expects to actually happen maybe torture him maybe if they cut off his ear you know, I I don't know if the phrase yeah. would go that far, or if that would win the scenario. But I I can't see that as a potential way that maybe he would break down and yeah. leave the castle. Blackfish
0: may just be like, yeah, I knew, I knew this was going to happen. This was part of the price. Like we couldn't save Edmure anyway. You know, like they're yeah. going to do like none of no scenario is going to free Edmure. So if they're going to kill him. They're going to kill him. You know, do the worst, that kind of thing. Um, I also consider the possibility that you know think about these other houses that are in. The Blackwoods, the Malisters, and the Brotherhood of Banners is how much is Black is Blackwood working with them? You yeah? Is it yeah. actively they,
1: allied or yeah. they just have the same enemy and they haven't even interacted with each other? Like you would
0: think those noble houses, the Malisters and the Blackwoods example, there's a good chance that he's working with them. They would know each other. But the with the outlaws, that's a that's a tougher call there. Is he working with them? Like is he gonna work with outlaws? Or they maybe like they would say, Hey, we can help you. We're we're against the phrase too. They're they did this awful thing. So they they do certainly have a common enemy, but that doesn't mean that Brendan would work without loss. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of kind of a tough. And I, I feel like
1: we're sort of approaching the, the conflict between characters that we are rooting for on both sides. Yeah. And I don't think many people are out there are like. I love the phrase "screw the blackfish." I think most <laughs> people like rooting for the blackfish and the Tullys and the Riverlands, and you know the. And I am more accepting or e- expecting of people to some people, not to be rooting for Jamie. I I can see Jamie being a villain in many people's eyes, but I think in many people's eyes also, mostly in mine too, he's a protagonist. That a minimum he's a protagonist that we're rooting for. Yeah. And so I can't help but wonder how we're, when we see Jamie going against the blackfish, what we're going to be rooting for as an audience. Does that make sense? Yeah, we know
0: they're going to be talking to each other. Yeah, you're right. That'll divide some people.
1: And whatever it is, you're gonna have extra monkey wrenches thrown in with the Brotherhood and with Brienne. Mm-hmm. How are they gonna come into play? And I yeah. wonder if it might so go far go so far as to have Jamie switch sides and alive with Blackfish. Especially if part of him feels rejected by the king, mm. by the Capitol and his brother. Interesting. Or or if when Brienne comes and says, Screw all this nonsense, there's white walkers up there. He might be like, Alright, let's you're right. Lannisters, we're going north. Leave the silliness behind. This is beneath us. You hmm. know what I mean. There's a bigger purpose here. You know. Hmm. I don't know how quick that would happen or how likely it is to happen, but that's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. Yeah, right. If well, you're, you're... gonna show up, talk to Jamie, and Jamie's gonna say, "Screw you, I'm gonna take a River Run," and, ja- and Brian leaves and goes back to Sansa. Ah, oh, we can't get any help. You know what I mean? Like, oh, what do you think's gonna happen? Or is Definitely,
0: she... well, your, your what your general point that these characters in the South are gonna, at this point. News of the White Walkers is gonna be like the Tarleys got the, got told from Sam, and yeah. they didn't believe him. But more, more trustworthy more. people and more people total are gonna to be yeah. reporting this news, and eventually people are gonna to start to take notice and believe it, and yeah, that's gonna be
1: real, I'm still kinda of thinking this out right now, but I, I, it occurs to me, Brienne, who's a character that it's almost surely everyone thinks of as a good guy and a protagonist, something yes. to root for, she might be pitted against the Blackfish, right? If she joins up arms with Jamie. Hmm. See, like I really there, don't, don't see her joining up arms Jamie, place. but it
0: could be because because that would be betraying Sansa, and that's who she's sworn to. Yeah, yeah.
1: Which, how could be how, torn, how could uh, Brienne?
0: Yeah. I don't think Brienne could. Could Brienne took no oath to Jamie. She took an oath to Sansa. Right. She didn't take Cat an oath her, that.
1: He did win her over. She's fighting with yeah, his sword. Yeah, but an oath
0: is going to be stronger right. than that. So right? she
1: might not team up with him, but she might not. I mean, she's not going to want to kill him or anything, right? She's not going to come in support of the blackface, I don't think that's her. that's Sansa's uncle. Yeah, I, I forgot that was her reason for going there with him specifically. Yeah. So if she goes, maybe she'll be the one to sway Jamie. Don't fight this battle. Yeah. That seems more like, I don't know
0: about that, yeah. but it seems more likely than the other. Because Brianna is like the most loyal character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and if, yeah. you're right, she'd be conflicted, but I don't think, I think she'd be conflicted, but her choice is clear at the same time. So, yeah, so really interesting to see. Yeah, that would to fight be something, that would be so rough. Uh, yeah, <laughs> having to fight <play> Jamie, damn. <laughs> She'd probably win, cause, you know, he's not much yeah. of a fighter these days. He might back down I after mean, the
1: fight, cause he knows he can't She
0: do beat it. the hound. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Jamie, the hound too. The hound That's true. That's true. But she also has a Valerian steel blade. That would yeah. chop through Jamie's gold hand,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it would. Okay, the other things in this trailer. Speaking of going out and getting up support and talking about the White Walkers with Davos making it very clear that, you know, the dead are coming. You know, and it's, yeah. it's it's not necessarily clear who he's talking to, but if you freeze the screen and look at it, it is clear, because there's a Mormont banner in the back. So yeah. he goes to the Mormonts, which is pretty cool. And we see Sansa talking to some generic northern lord whose name yeah. is not... We don't know who it is. I'm guessing it's Manderly. But I don't know.
2: Because yeah, um, Manderly it was the other like...
0: main... How, that was, the, that was the, the main, their main target. They're like, well, Karstark and Umber are Bolton... Allies at this point. Manderly's the other. That's the third big house they named that's important, and they're right now unallied. So that's almost certainly where Sansa's going. They
1: did name a couple of the houses. Do you remember? Yeah, they, they named it?
0: several other houses. Oh. Glover, one that's they not in the books. They named one called Mason, which is like that's not a book house. We sort of know where they came. Kerwin and some others. Kerwin would almost certainly be stay loyal to the Starks. Not only do they have proximity to the Winterfell, but that's the example. That's the house that Ramsey had them all skinned. When Ruth was like, we can't just keep doing this. Which like, well that? they pay Which their taxes.
1: Kerwin.
2: Kerwin, okay. Yeah.
1: I was wondering if the the Glovers, if it was gonna be Crispin or Danny. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll find
2: Crispin. out. Probably, yeah, probably Crispin. Probably Crispin yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't know there's a lot of there don't seem to be a lot of African Americans in the north. So yeah. probably not Danny Glover, but <laughs> that'd be cool if there's just like one you know, one house like that in the north. Probably not though. So let's see, what else do we have? We have Olena just dishing it out on Cersei saying, two great houses are about to collapse because of your stupidity. I wonder what, what stupidity is he accusing her of? Is, it, is this this plan that just backfired? Enabling
1: a faith militant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that could be it. Because
0: Elena <laughs> went along with this whole, like, interrupt them, and, yeah. you know, and I was a little surprised she was there for it, but. I guess Mace needed explaining to so... (laughs) Mace (laughs) needed his mother there. So So there's no way she was not
1: going to see how it played out. Yeah. And she was surrounded by guards. Yeah. And they,
0: I think they did not expect it to turn bloody. I think they expected their show of force would be enough. And they just, again, but maybe that, that, and that speaks to what we've said several times that they were they kind of were a little arrogant about it. They're like, they're not going
2: to, they can't. But
0: we bring our soldiers in. That's that. They're going to, they're going to bow down. You know, they're going to have to do what we want. Nope. High Sparrow was ready for that, as predicted. Any any other thoughts on Sansa gathering the north? Uh, we got Davos and Santa gathering yeah. the north. but I mean, just yeah.
1: it was so interesting to me that they showed just this, this character I didn't recognize at all. I would, I'm gonna say featured yeah. in this preview for the next episode. So it makes you feel like he probably will become prominent. You know, he maybe will become sort of a leader or general character in yeah. whatever armies they organize together.
0: And if it's if it is Lord Manderly and that's a powerful northern house which is also true in the books, it would fit really well, so I think that's a very safe guess. They also point.
1: showed it looked like, sometimes they can fool us with the editing, what order stuff is happening, or what was being talked over, what scene, but it seemed like she was sending a letter. Like you yeah, oh it no, it starts, to you seal can see it. Fro-
0: I froze the screen on that letter, you can see it. signed, Sansa, but half of it was cut off. Didn't see yeah, it and it was, and it was a really, it really it. short letter, just like Sam said, it was a small piece of parchment.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, that's that's still out there. Okay, we got a couple minutes left, and there's one plotline left, I believe, to discuss that we see a preview for, and that's the return uh, after a one-episode hiatus of Yara and Theon, and they are clearly in Volantis. We see the same shot of the long bridge where Tyrion and Varys spent a little time. They ran into that red priestess. They saw all the slaves and the slave tattoos. And we see them talking about their planning. Their planning is like, well, we do this. We take back the Aaron Islands. Blankety blank. It's obviously, we don't hear the whole dialogue, but that's the gist of it. So that's pretty much as predicted. There seems like they're stealing Euron's plan. They're going to go talk to Danny themselves. Of course, Danny won't be there. Maybe she will by the time she might be back by the time they get there. It might be nicely timed, you know, like ships sail in just as the Draki are getting to Slaver's Bay. But Asha and Theon do not have a thousand ships. Not even close. I mean, yeah. yeah made I mean, It We made clear that they didn't have that many.
1: <laughs> yeah, even if, even the entire Greyjoy Fleet United wasn't a thousand ships, because their goal was to build yeah. a thousand ships. And, which, by the way, that's something that keeps, like, lingering in a, my mind is probably A pro- lot of a ships. Problem, like,
2: uh, first of all,
1: it seems unrealistic that no one ever, like, just, oh, yeah, build build more ships. We never thought of that before. Like, it's you no, know, I, I assume <laughs> at least part of the reason, because they just don't have the resources to do that. Where does, you're on, where does Yuron think that they're going to suddenly have enough trees? Well... A thousand ships, they just couldn't have done that already. You know? I agree with you, but as Asha pointed out... Damn it.
0: Yara pointed <laughs> out... <laughs> she just kind of... Kind of talked back to her father. and Was like... Basically said he was doing a bad job. You know, and wrong. then Yuron backs yeah. like no one was sorry to see him go. He was doing terribly. Yeah. Like, well, maybe he was. Just a bad leader. Didn't do the obvious things. Like, build more ships, dumbass. You know? Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and, you know, Asha had the same idea. They both had the idea. It's like, why wouldn't Balon do it? Well, maybe he was just kind of an idiot. Yeah, but not Balon or any Iron Island well, leader before. Well, Balon him had, a had a rebellion. Him. His own rebellion that yeah. he lost. You could see that
1: was where their strength was, was. Completed. Yeah. And, and, and I can imagine that whatever ships they built at that time, they chopped down all the trees to do it. They don't have more ships, sh- trees to chop down. Yeah, in like... Book Cannon, they would not be able to do this. Yeah.
0: Just the, the Iron Islands are deforested. And even but if they that, could, even if it's not they did, books, it, they
1: still, yeah. they can't just do it like, three days or even yeah. three weeks I would expect it to be something, something well
0: and show months, can and you know. they can because of the way to
1: speed I guess they can maybe work. they can yeah. maybe your urines plan won't work out maybe they won't in the same way, the Great sons were coming to the water and say, look, we don't have enough wood that Euron may face, may face that same problem. They're yeah. Like, have you got a thousand ships built? Hey, we only have 30. 30. 30? I wondered 500 by last Tuesday. Like, <laughs> when well, we ran out of trees. What do you want us to do? He <laughs> might face that same problem. He might not be a good leader either. Even if he's a good captain or a good conqueror, doesn't mean Absolutely. he's a good manager of a kingdom, you know.
0: So. Good point. And so what maybe was going back to Yara and Theon, potentially what they're bringing is, well, we don't have a thousand ships, but amongst these crews and captains, they got people that know how to build ships.
2: You know, yeah. I and mean, I mean, yeah.
0: Slaver's Bay doesn't seem like it has a ton of wood either, but you know, I'm sure they could so the whole continent of Essos, they can get yeah.
1: The other cities, <laughs> the other slave cities, I imagine they'll get conquered and come into the yeah. fold. Their wealth can just buy a fleet, you know, we'll see.
0: It could be, what we could be seeing is mm-hmm. by the time Euron gets his fleet, he starts sailing east, Danny's got
1: a fleet of her oh, own. That she's been building, and they have confrontation. a
0: confrontation there. Yeah, and of course, I'll,
1: I'll, I'll side with this, the team that has dragons. I was going to say the dragons will probably tip the tip the, the scales tide there, there, yeah. pretty massively. Yeah, <laughs> turn the scales, tip the tide, <laughs> tip the
2: tide scales.
0: Anyway, I think that covers it for this time. Do you have any closing thoughts or anything we didn't talk about that you wanted to get on?
2: Uh,
1: uh, not at this moment, but it's 20 minutes from now, Ask me again. Whole so podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: a bit less to say this week. Back to the two hours instead of five hours <laughs> last week, and you know, I also did the book to show, and you know, we'll we'll, we'll certainly have noticed some new things by then, and we'll be covering those with the Radio Westros team. Mm-hmm. So I also got to hang out with the Con. It was great times. So everybody, we bid you adieu for the week. Valar morghulis. Valar. Make Westeros great again. Valar episode 6 was great. We'll see you guys for episode 7. In the meantime, see
2: you next time. Bye-bye.